Man. Alright, I'm glad I got that off my chest. I, uh... I wasn't even gonna do it, but then it just, it bubbled up inside me all over again, and I couldn't, I couldn't help it. Hey there, Jack Gang. Mephisto here from the future, using my newfound and very hacky editing powers to just mention real quick that this next section goes on for quite a while. It is very ranty. It's gotten very little to do with Warhammer, and a lot to do with my sort of personal views on various things, and uh, there's even some rants and, and yeah, just, just some some real rant cam classic moments in there. So if you want to skip all that stuff and jump right into the juicy bits of Soul Blight coverage, click on the time codes. I'm putting it in the description in the comments below. If you want more of this rant, however, uh, the rest of it's found over on my Twitch. Links to that in the description. I'm not mad! If I were mad, I suspect there'd be more yelling. But, uh, you know, the funny part is, is, so dude deletes his first, like, his first comment. Like, he de he deletes the first one. And and the first comment is the one that mentions, makes mention of prostitutes. The prostitution, like, the talk about a prostitute didn't happen until, like, well into the show. So this person watched the show for just, like, 45, 60 minutes just seething with rage. The whole time. Just amazing. Amazing to me. Like, if you're hate-watching right now, honestly, like, I hope you get that sweet hit. Like, sometimes it, like, like feeling righteous indignation and, like, anger at things that ultimately don't matter. And let's, let's be honest here. My show doesn't matter. This little thing going on right here. This, this, if it makes you feel good and makes you happy and, like, awesome. You know, I, I love that. And if it, if it makes you angry, you maybe need to, like, take a step away and go do stuff because there's more important shit than some guy with, like, a thousand viewers on the internet. Twitch Prime, six years of friendship. Thank you so much, Rational Nihilist. <laughs> it's, it's almost better this way. It's almost better not explaining it all. <laughs> Let the the rant flow through you. Like can just imagine mocking me for not being dangerous enough from stopping one of my guests from insulting another person who's also been on the show. Just just imagine being like, Ugh, you shouldn't have stopped him. Most dangerous man on the internet indeed. And then the very next week, telling me saying that I'm the one who said the shit when you just busted my chops no less than a week earlier for not Letting my guests go off the fucking handle. In a comedy show. With comedy bits. Now, not all of Rantcasts are comedy. Most of them come at things from a from a pretty sincere stance. The, we, the jokes are asides. <laughs> oh, fans are not your prerogative? I don't understand it. 
What did I, what did I miss here? Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you can't control your fandoms. I, I'd say you, you... If someone's mad at me, like... Uh, you know, I, I, there's... It's true and it's not true. Like, I don't think that you can control your fans. Like, I can't control what y'all do in, in general, right? But I do think that as, like, somebody who, who has enough of an ego to, like, throw their opinions out into the world, like, words have meaning. Words matter. I say a bunch of words more publicly, They that means that they have meaning, they have some weight. Is it the same as intent in a modus operandi and a bunch of stuff that you would use to find criminality or even civil thresholds of liability no like but yeah when you're on a public platform you got to have some agency you got to have some some you got to be cognizant of like the fans you're courting for instance there's there's some content creators out there who don't care that if like if i suddenly had a thousand nazis watching me i'd have to think really fucking hard about what i'm doing to have one thousand nazis watching me now, maybe a thousand of them are hate-watching me. Because, like, I... You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty... Pretty open about what I believe on how Nazis should be punched in the fucking face. But aren't you the leftist who's, like, all about compassion? And, and like, we've already... Don't, don't fucking... Don't fucking make a false equivalence or, or... Or... Or gaslight me. We know about the tolerance paradox. We've observed it for... Thousands of years of human history. You gotta have a threshold to your, your tolerance zone. It turns out mine is like one that aligns pretty pretty historical. You find my stance on Nazis a little soft? Perhaps, perhaps. I like I said I'm a compassionate man. Like I like I'm a I'm a compassionate man. But uh Again, if I found my audience somehow shift to a place that I didn't like it, and, like, using things that I said to go out and, like, disseminate hate, I would have to think really, really long and hard about what I have done to court such an audience. So, like, I, I do think that, like, you can't control your fans, but I do think you, you're, you, have, a, you have a role in cultivating your fandom. You know, it is rather explicitly my intent that I don't tell you, dear chat gang, what to think. I tell you what I think. I try to bring my reasonable arguments and... Not even arguments, just like my thought processes. I'm talking out loud through my process of discovering what I believe. And while I'm doing that, I hope that, like, I, I, I land somewhere on a decent belief you know it could be like this war scroll and what i'm going to talk about tonight and and I, I i simultaneously hope that by watching me go through my processes other people learn to think better or learn what they think you know uh it, it's funny because like like how do i put this 
I don't think there's any love. Oh, this is this is gossip territory. I don't like hot goss. But I don't want to be vague either. I don't think there's any love lost between, say, like Rob Symes and Coach. I don't think they're diametrically opposed to each other. I don't think they're in a blood feud. I don't think they're they're no love lost is probably the the bad way of saying it. They're very cordial with each other. Their fandoms have overlap and so on and so forth. But if you were to pick two two people in our community who who approach content a very different way, those would probably be your two. You know, Vince Venturello is kind of like he's in the sort of center of the Venn diagram of where all the content creators overlap. I think uh, he's very very deft at caveating what he believes. He tends not to go for the outrage merchant. Uh, you know, uh, aspect of content creation. Um, he doesn't mind appealing to to a broad demographic and like a, a you know, uh, he certainly doesn't focus in his content the way someone like I do or or um, I don't know. There's probably an opposite of me. Oh yeah, Arch does. He focuses on getting Nazis. Like <laughs> it's been a while. Hey, Fluke Skywalker, how's it going, my friend? Yeah, so like, but like a lot of us are like cordial, even if we disagree with each other. I, you know, I, I buried the lead on that. I totally forgot where I was going with that. Where? Let me reset what I was reading, and then maybe we'll. Uh, let's see. I was trying to be delicate. Oh yeah, I remember where I was going now. So like, so like these two content creators approach their content very differently. Again, no blood feud. Feud don't. Don't read into that. That's not the take. I don't know what they personally think about each other. They've never told me what they personally think about each other. This is an observation of their content. Again, uh, Rob seems a little bit more on the outrage merchant side of things. Uh, you know, speaking truth to power and so on and so forth. And 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 coaches a little bit more on the like being amicable and, and very you know, you know, really trying to like, uh, you know, really being mindful of like a positive and positivity and yada 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 like we you you know you watch them all make your own observations <laughs> i have been more openly critical of rob symes than i have of coach and rob and i have a lot ideologically speaking in common it's perhaps because we do have things ideologically uh speaking in common that like that there's there's that like I feel a little bit more within reason to like push back against some of his like Warhammer ideas. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. And I, I don't I don't care to either. Uh, I I will gladly shill like, Dollar Shave Club fucking Raid Shadow Legends, get at me. I have my price, and it's a lot lower than some of these other content creators. Like, right here. Get at me. If you want someone to swear and sell your product, I'm your man. <laughs> um, so, I find it particular. What I'm trying to say is I find it particularly fascinating that this person commenting on my videos like really honed in on like on like this imagined beef between i don't know it's just like 
Man, if anyone's gonna imagine a beef between me and anybody in the Age of Sigmar community, it would probably be me and Rob. Because that one time he said something about Petrifex Elite and I was and I was snarky on the internet back to him. It wasn't even Petrifex Elite, it was it was fucking crematorians. Hmm. No, I, I can't wait until I can't wait until I get to sell out. Again, no judgment on anybody who who fucking tries to turn their platform into a product or their platform into uh, a business or tries to make money or 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 I don't even give a fuck if you're pleasant for plastic. I truly don't. I really don't care. Life is hard. Fucking make bank. We live in a capitalist society. It's not my system. It's their system. And I'm complicit in it. However you can get ahead, however you can make ends meet, however you can make your life a little bit better or a little bit more bearable and not have to feel the crushing weight of the inevitable heat death of our fucking planet a lot sooner than it should happen. Like, fucking good on you. You know, like, I I ultimately don't care. You know, the, the stands that we make personally are mostly for ourselves because the world is very big and it's very complex. Yeah, meth, Rob. I want I, stick fighting, man. Stick fighting. Me, me, the Rob. Tell him open challenge, stick fight. To the first person who says "ow." <laughs> you hear that, Rob? Coming for your vegan ass. <laughs> I just, I just think it's really funny that if anyone thinks I'm fucking beefing with anybody, it would be like. Oh my god. Amazing. Amazing. Like, and again, I, I don't like getting into this shit because I am amicable to virtually everybody I've ever met in this community. And, like, there are people out there who I don't want to know what the fuck they believe, and that's on me, right? Like, I, I don't want to know what you, you believe outside of Age of Sigmar when I first meet you, for the most part. You know, that, that old, like, keeping politics out of gaming is a total misnomer because politics are already in here. They're already in games. When people say keep politics out of games, it's basically saying keep politics I disagree with out of games. That's 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 what they're saying. And, and, and so that's my own version of it, is like, I know that you that that stuff matters. And I'm like, honestly, on a certain level, I don't want to know what the hell you believe. Like, I truly don't. Like, not you, chat gang. We have conversations here. But, like, when I walk up to the table and so on and so forth, I'm going to play inbounds in that game space, and I don't really care to go out inbounds with that. Okay? Like, that... Like... I don't want to bring partisan politics into gaming is really what I mean when I say keep po politics out of gaming. Politics in general just means power structures. It's virtually impossible to keep all politics out of games. Virtually impossible meaning it is. Meph versus Rocco in the books. Yeah, I, I yeah, but I I'd pummel Rocco. He's blind on one side, like I got him. <laughs> He's gonna try to ground and pound and not realize I'm a trained grappler. <laughs> Thank you.
I love you, Rocco. <laughs> don't, don't at me. Hotspur, thank you so much. Tier 1 sub for 13 years of friendship. Oh, Ben Shapiro, I beat the shit out of. No. <laughs> no. No, I, I don't I don't need to call out Ben Sh Shapiro. There's already like a uh, there's already like a YouTuber who's made it his personal mission to destroy Ben Shapiro. I think he's covered. I, I don't even I God, you guys are gonna have me talking now. Um I think Ben Shapiro is a trite and intellectually dishonest human. He knows what a straw man is. He's been to Harvard Law School. And every thing that man says is a fucking straw man argument. And if it's not a straw man, it's a browbeat. And I know because I too browbeat people in arguments. Talk fast, talk loud. Bring up so many points they can't contest you. And when you find the weakness in their argument, hammer on it. Forget everything else they've said. Find the one weak point, hammer that to death. Because if you can make them look bad at that one logical failing, it just makes it toxic for the rest of everything they've said around it. Basically, Ben Shapiro uh, couldn't sell a spec script to Hollywood and he spent the rest of his life getting, getting angry at liberal Hollywood. Ben Shabipo, yeah. Now, if you watch Ben Shapiro, um, you know, whatever. I, I'm not judging you. The, these so-called thought leaders, and they can be entertaining. I actually think Alex Jones was entertaining as fuck for a spell. Like, I yeah, I get like he's scummy and he's in ways and he went out of bounds with the uh, Sandy Hook thing and so on and so forth but he is he's the only one who's honest about being a fucking performance artist like and at some point when you do a rant and you tear off your shirt and scream in anger you know it's fake he would just like he would get fired up in these rants and tear off his shirt and scream stuff and like vapor trails yeah like <laughs> okay man Right, and that's the thing, is like, is like, Hollywood just makes garbage. It's the, it's the model. Oh, one day. One day, I will totally, like, get in mid, like, the, 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 the hottest rant I've ever been in, and I just... Oh, like, he, his most recent one is he stopped a moving vehicle with illegal immigrants in it, or not illegal immigrants, with uh, people being... Uh, people being, uh, human trafficked. And then, like, this is America! And he's just, like, screaming and he's stopping the car with his bare hands. Like, amazing! And then, like, in the middle of it, he stops to do an ad for his, like, testosterone pills or whatever. He's just like, whoa, if I didn't stop that, I couldn't have stopped that moving van if I didn't have. And then, like, grabs the bottle and starts talking about his fucking testosterone pills. Oh my god, Amazing. Amazing. Like, it, it. 
like, I actually think I'm a pretty reasonable person, despite, you know, my, my crazy belief structures. Where were we? Oof. Oof. I- I don't want- I can't insult Jordan Peterson without insulting the entire state of Canada. Because he talks like a Canadian Mr. Rogers. Except he's filled with tons of hate. Hey, BBQ Tendies, how's it going? God, I'm like- I'm like fucking two degree- I'm like- I'm like two more rant cash shy of becoming a fucking bread tuber, aren't I? <laughs> well, like, the thing is, is, like, if you don't know anything about Jordan Peterson, he sells you a pretty good line. It's it's a line I believe in. And he's about as much of an expert on philosophy as I am, so respect on using philosophical concepts to sell people fucking self-help. Like, he talks about personal accountability and so on and so forth. And, like, yeah... Personal accountability. The thing is, is like, for some weird reason, his riff on personal accountability comes at the utter myopia of seeing systemic issues in the world. There's only so much of a threshold to your personal accountability before you reach your limits. And I, I, I sincerely believe this. Like, like you, you should be at all times working on yourself. Always trying to gain a better perspective. Always trying to get more information. Be intellectually curious. Live the life with that healthy dose of Cartesian doubt. Philosophy. Think that what you may know could be wrong. Even if what you know is like pretty... Like, I know Osteric Bone Reapers are fucking metal as hell and vampires are great. But like, go maybe just once in a while. And like reassess what you believe. That's good, but then he does this thing where he, one, he's a fucking hypocrite. He tells people don't, don't, don't try to fix the world if you don't have your own house in order, which is bullshit because they're not mutually exclusive. And he was falling apart with his fucking addiction while he's telling people to keep his stuff in order. And again, again, no judgment for that. None of us are perfect. We're all dealing with shit. But you can't sell people on get your house in order before you try to affect the world when his house is in order and he's literally selling people and trying to affect the world with his millions in the millions of followers. And this comes back to a little bit of like what, what was said a little bit earlier is like, you can't affect your audience. You can't change your audience or you blah, 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 blah. You are not culpable for your audience. You affect your audience. You know, you affect fans, especially you have a lot more like, I don't want to say control, but sway over. Words have meaning. I stake my life on this as a writer. How much meaning? You know, you know, 1%, 100%. I'm not saying what amount. I'm saying words have meaning. If you disagree with me, what song do you listen to to feel fucking better? Is there a song that makes you feel sad? Is there a movie you watch to feel better or sad? Have you ever watched a movie and been fucking scared? Words have meaning. Texts have meaning. 
Like, they affect how we see the world, how we see ourselves. So, of course, somebody selling you, like, anger at the thing Games Workshop releases, every release, all the time, is going to affect how... If it's the only content you consume, it's going to affect how you see the game. If you watch only my show, it's going to affect how you see the game. If you and blah, blah, This is why you need to go out and watch all the shows, distill an aggregate from it, and then really refine what you believe. Again, I'm, I'm, I don't... I'm not bold enough to tell you what you should think. I'm, I ragged on Ben Shapiro a little bit earlier for jokes. Ben, I really don't care. I don't care. You can at me, at Mr. Underscore M-E-P-H. I won't debate you. Go debate Vosh first, please. Um, you gotta get to him to get to the fucking boss fight, bro. Um, but, like, I don't ultimately, like, like I, I don't have enough of an ego to think that, like, I'm that important and stuff like that, but I do know that what I say affects some people. You know, I, I gotta take the good with the bad. I say some stuff, and, like, people tell me that, like, hey, man, you know, my mental health has improved, and, you know, I've really been, like, come to terms with some shit because of your show. And I'm like, awesome, that's awesome. You know, like, awesome. That's the best-case scenario. The worst-case scenario is I fucking call Ma Tribes a tragedy, and I have a bunch of people fucking unfollow me, and, you know... Make a bunch of people who are already feeling bad feel a little bit worse, and and so on and so forth. And you know, I don't. You know, thinking about what I do, I don't want to to like in a sort of neutral sense. When you come in, make people feel bad. That means, yeah, pulling my punches a little bit and like thinking really hard about how to say stuff. Doesn't mean I don't. I'm being dishonest or whatever fucking shit the YouTube comments are saying about me. Wow, Lord Joel, how's it going, my friend? Meph is describing a dictionary, I think. Well, it's it's fucking hilarious because it, on a like sort of protracted timeline, Mod Tribes came out ahead of OCR Bone Reapers in the win rates. So fucking checkmate haters, I was right. <laughs> Like, I call it a tragedy deck because it was bad. Like, the stuff I said about Mod Tribes being really powerful at the time, it's just, you know, 90% of the book is a feels bad. So it's like, yeah, like, you can carry it on fucking two War Scrolls, but, like, LON was carried on two War Scrolls, too. Didn't make the book any less of a tragedy. Which would be an excellent segue into talking about Gravelords. <laughs> How's it going, Joel? It's been a while, my friend. Once in a while, <laughs> you go, vampires are cool, but oryx are the best. Right. Are you are you playing orcs now? Uh, rational nihilist. Or have you like switched armies again? Slanash, I know was in there. Um, right on, right on. Good, good book, good book. Um, hey, Mf, are you going to do animosity? Uh, 
I don't think I've got time for animosity. I worked 13 hours this week, I or this today. Uh, I'm probably end up working about 10, 12 tomorrow. Like I, I'm, I'm at the point. I'm officially at the point of my my work where uh, uh, I just don't have uh, extra time. It is to keep on top of like getting rant cast out on time. Uh, has I have been failing, and I have two video projects to to like get out. One of them is time sensitive. I should be editing that tonight. So uh, I feel you, Haywo. Uh, I should be editing the top secret project with uh, Brendan Melnick right now uh, and getting that out for everybody. It's a little humor, a little utilitarian, you know, kind of what I do. Um, but, uh... Oh, I hope Iron Jaws uh, get, get like, a... a, a... Yeah, that, that'd be cool. I mean, when we saw the warband with, like, the Savage Orcs and stuff in there, I'm like, Orcs have more to give. Oh shit, Anvil Tournament. I Okay. That's pretty awesome. I'm still I'm still Team Anvil, by the way. You know, and I'm I I don't think people describe me as a narrative player, but I'm still Team Anvil. Making sure that one's dead. Gotta ban at the wounded. Hang on, everybody. Uh, this is the part of the show. We've been live for 45 minutes. I want to tell you that uh, Rantcast is is intended for mature audiences. Um, now, I'm not going to tell you how to parent uh, if, you know, you've got youngins and stuff like that because I'm, I'm not the presumptive. Uh, I don't want to impose my values on your family. I think that that is, uh, you know, that that's kind of shitty and there's people out there who, who make money doing that. That's weird to me. But, um, you know, so, you know, but be mindful that this is intended for a mature audience, and then you need to gauge what you think is appropriate for your children, because I wouldn't let my kids watch my show. I swear a bunch, and have crass sense of humor. And I also talk about adop uh, adult topics sometimes, whilst drinking beer and screaming into a microphone. <laughs> Anvil Tournament, best way to send off 2.0? I think I agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, Haywo with the big raid. We got the big chat gang showing up now. Ooh. Now, now, you can't say somebody's name that they make publicly available and acknowledge publicly. Uh, uh, you can't say it. When you're a podcaster, because that's doxing. Saying people's names that they have publicly available on social media. That's totally doxing. Can't do that, bro. Don't do that. Fucking, fuck, fucking YouTube comments, man. I've been I've been a small enough streamer for a long, a long, long time to where I haven't had to like really deal with YouTube comments except for when I go on other people's shows. The big tuna? Is this is this tuna? Big flat? What the fuck is this image? Oh, wings! Hmm, I love hot wings. <laughs> you cut me real deep, believer. You cut me real deep. I mean, you don't. We all know Halo's the better streamer, but... 
But I appreciate the support on accident. The best type. No, it's true. The the fucking the flats, yo. They're the best wing. The most flavor because they got double the bone, as far as I can tell. Double the amount of bones. More cartilage. Which just like gets unctuous when you deep fry that shit. It imparts the flavor into the meat. And then it's actually like way easier to eat than those fucking drumsticks. Because you just you pop the one bone, slip it out, and then delicious. What you what the 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 forty five minutes of ranting about YouTube comments, like was that was that your thing? Was that like, man, we need to like we need to get Mephisto to tee off more often? Like Mephisto in rare form? Look, I don't always go Super Saiyan SSG whatever the fuck. But when I do, my hair totally stands up like a boner. <laughs> the nuanced technique of wing eating? Yeah, so you thought you were getting soul blight commentary tonight? <laughs> no, I gotta get mad at people on, like, YouTube. I'd agree with you if after you, like, smoked them, you fried them. I don't see why these two have to be at war. I don't- I don't see that. <laughs> oh, man. Now, this is- so me making fun of Ben Shapiro and, like, uh, like, stuff like that, not hot take. This- this is the hot take of the night. Dry rub is better than- than Sauce 100. You're wrong. <laughs> Forget stick fighting Rob Symes. You, me, Caleb. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. So, so, um,. I'll get at this. I'll get at this. I'm gonna stop reading chat for a second so I can get into this, or I will be fucking here all night. All right. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to blue ball anybody. I want to actually. I don't want to lie to you with my title. See, I, I'm from Carolina. Uh, like, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dox myself, everybody. Worst. Worst. Worst streamer. Born in Minnesota, raised in North Carolina. I now reside in... I don't know, read the fucking through line. You can figure it out. Um, and uh, there, there are contentious takes about, about barbecue and where it comes from and so on and so forth. But but as someone who grew up in, in Carolina, and Carolina is all about the pig first and foremost. All about the ribs, the whole the whole hog. Uh, you call pig pickings where you go to... Um, you got your collard greens, your... Your mac and cheese made the proper way. You got some cornbread thrown in a cast iron. Like, and they do the whole hog. You go to your pig pick and you get the hog out and you like, you literally just pick right off the hog. And, uh, but like vinegar, the, that vinegar, that sauce. Give me that. Give me that sauce. Speaking of the sauce, this book's got the sauce. So, uh, there is some vinegar in here. It's, it's got a little, little acidity. There's, there's a little acidity, little salt. Um, I want to start out by saying... 
Mega Bloks versus Lego. Uh, Lego is best. Um, I mean, your favorite hot sauce is basically a vinegar base, right? Like, you're, you're, but like, chemically speaking, what like vinegar does to meats. <laughs> You're never going to hear the words whole hog the same way again. <laughs> um, so, uh, I just want to say the book is... The book's good. Okay? Um, I do, however, finally understand what Vince Venturello was talking about when we were talking Slanesh. Some of our private conversations, not so much what ended up on, on the YouTube. The smart fans, which is most of you know that, like, I play a character on TV when I go onto Vince's stream, right? Um, and not so much that, but like live stream is a lot about energy. And, uh, you know, if, if Vince is coming in negative, I feel it my duty to come in positive to balance out the energy. Not that I'm lying to people, but like we've talked about this before. You can say two things with two different intonations or two different inflections and, and like have it read differently. And I'm going to bring that up quite a bit because like... Ian and I, uh, Ian, Ian from uh, from from Just Saying, Just Play podcast. Uh, he and I had like basically the same view of the L O N battle tome when it first came out. We were two of the, the uh, to my knowledge, we were two of the only people in the death the death forums on the TGA forums back in the day that like had a negative opinion on that book. But we always kind of came in at like about a twenty degree difference in our conclusion. Um, and like usually it's like saying things with a different inflection, you know. Um, so I'm going to get to some of that. Um, and I, I want to say, again, as part of what I was saying earlier, I'm not telling anyone what the hell to believe. I'm telling you what I think, and I hope that you go out there and you you listen to a bunch of podcasts. I hear Rob's was fantastic. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm, it's on the list. I'll get back to his soul blight. Um, I did get a little bit of Ian's, but I didn't want to listen to all of it because, like I said, we already have similar opinions, and I didn't want him stealing my brain children and then me absorbing his opinion and, uh, yeah. So, so go out and listen to, like, your favorite podcasters, uh, you know, what they think about Soul Blight, and bring it into the aggregate. Bring it into your cerebellum. And, and really figure out what you think, okay? <laughs> Alright. Vinegar Slaw is best slaw. Mayo Slaw, get out. In fact, just quit... Look, look. Can we... Can we... Can we quit putting mayo in things? Like, just... In general? Like, the mayo... Mayo on your chicken! To help you get, the, like... Uh, like, a, a good... A good crust on the chicken, by the way, for, like, uh... You know, deep frying? Not bad, actually. Not bad. You're basically... I mean, mayo's eggs. But, like... Can we ease off the mayo in salads, please? Like, just... Just come on. It's... I mean, it's better than it's 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 better than Miracle Whip, which, as far as I can tell, is Goblin Jizz. But like, ease off the mayo, folks. Like, just you don't you don't need to put a mayo in everything. Uh, nice little avocado, good substitute. <laughs> no, BLT is a must in in uh, mayo is a must in BLT. I'm with you there, Spleen Thief. Uh, no, 100%. 100%.
I'm saying ease off. I'm not saying get rid of it entirely. Debatable about potato salad. I've had some great, great potato salads without, uh, without mayo. Debatable. Mustard. Mustard and potato salad. That's, that's the, that's the sauce. Huh. We Americans, we sure do love mayo and our fanny packs. Gee whiz. Sriracha aioli. Not chipotle aioli. <laughs> That's the vinegar, some might say. Potato <laughs> potato salad. I'll leave that to the better uh, the better streamer Haywo to do. <laughs> nah, man. And about that life. So, um, oh god. Uh, so I, I encourage people to go out and 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 you know listen to other podcasters. Uh, just play Ian's again. I started clicking through it, but from what I, I was hearing, because I can't have my 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 thought babies stolen. Uh, and have my opinion suddenly just become his opinion regurgitated in my own words, so I had to stop. But, in general, his takes on all Battletoads tend to be really, really... Him and Richie, really, really solid. Come at it from a really competitive sort of perspective. They usually don't waste time on fluff. Not fluff, but, like, they usually don't waste time on the fat in books. Really, really good, uh... Really, good, really, really good resource, I think. Um, I he I've heard great things about Rob's, uh... You know what? I trust the people who told me. I'm going to use the transitive property of, of, of recommendations. The people who told me Rob's was good. Go check that out. Obviously, he's the Honest Wargamer. Um, hopefully, Vince will have me on to tell you how great the, the, the Soulblight Gravelord book is, and you'll see which version of Mef we get. Uh, if I'm just, like... If I just, like, show up in cosplay for the next Warhammer Weekly I'm on, uh, no, it's about to be a spicy one. I'm basically going to spend half the time making fun of YouTube comments. Yeah, Goonhammer, I haven't listened to yet. I need to. I, I need to check them out. There's a couple of these like podcasts it's, that I just haven't like brought into my repertoire yet, but I'm sure I'd love. Um. Oh man, Prince V is a winner. Prince V is a winner. So okay, I want to. I want to start out with this take. The Soulblight Gravelord's book is a little bit more like LON than I would personally like. Um, that is not a thing good, thing bad value statement, okay? That is not, that is, that is, that is removed from whether or not I think this book is good or bad. It is more like LON than I would like it to be, as evidenced by wholesale taking Allegiance abilities. When they did this, they brought along a lot of baggage from a previous thing, and I wanted... Not a previous thing with a facelift. That is on me, not this book. Again, I think the book is good. I think it's got the stuff. I think it's got the sauce. You know, vinegar, a, a proper sauce. Um, but uh, it's just every time I see them about to do something interesting, they are they are weighted down by this this burlap sack they have slung over their shoulder that says must be like LON and again this isn't a value statement of good versus bad I just think the baggage held it back from being a more interesting book and that is the that's the hot take of the night um I've processed these little tiny screenshots that many of you have I've pre-ordered at 
four minutes till when it was supposed to go live, I pre-ordered my limited edition book of this because the cover art to me is the best I have ever seen in Warhammer. Great throwback to the lineage of death. Great. The seventh Ed Vampire Counts book, Battle Tome, plus this one's Battle Tome. Just this 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 beautiful embracing of kind of its lineage, its heritage. And then this this something with this mystique, it almost looks the cover almost looks ethereal. It looks like mist is pouring off of it. You know, this vapor trail. It's it's fucking glowing. Beautiful. I had to order it. Metal. Metal. And and I think that Sleepy D, what you're saying there, or Sleepy Day perhaps, um, if we're going with like a more of a Latin pronunciation. Uh, the the um, I wouldn't have hated it if this book was like Hero Hammer plus Chaff. I wouldn't have hated that. Like if it's like six vampires, like where you you have this um. The, the Prince of Vautla or whatever the heck his name is. Sorry, I haven't internalized it all yet. I'm bad at internalizing information off PDFs. Um, the, this this Prince dude, if his, like, warband was just like, no, actually, here's four people and they all slap shit, I wouldn't have hated that. Like, if, if it's just a bunch of vampires that slap shit and then, like, you know, it's like The Rock and his millions, if, like, I would have loved that. You know, like, we're, we're there the feature and everything else in it is just kind of, like, chaff. And, like, all it's really good for is, like, is holding objectives. You know? And, like, getting in front of the, like, sweet vampire when it needs to. So, I, I think that that... When I think vampires, I don't think the most intimidating part of the vampires is the fucking zombies. In fact, all of pop culture has taught me zombies are, like, the lamest thing on the planet. Not to be confused with zombifying something else, by the way. Like, like if you make a zombie dragon, like you add the zombie template, like it's Dungeons and Dragons to something, it automatically becomes cooler. You know, you got your, like, zombie dragons, zombie beholders, zombie whatevers, zombie vampires, whatever. You add zombie like a template to something else, automatically cooler. Way sweet. Regular-ass zombies suck. Like... Like, that's not to say regular zombie stuff is bad. Train to Busan is one of the fucking greatest movies of all time. Go watch it now before the American version comes out. Please do yourself this favor. You don't want your brain children robbed by the Americanized version of a basically 10 out of 10 perfect movie. You have to read subtitles, I'm sorry. <laughs> zombie plus anything is the inverse of zombies. Right, and, 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 and this goes back to the cover, and that's why I started with the, the take about the cover, Believer. Vampires were traditionally in Warhammer Fantasy Battle, and honestly, I can jettison jettison that take from my... from any weight, okay? Just because the thing is old doesn't mean it's worthy. Get that inside of your soul, okay? Like, this will help you with, with nostalgia traps. Just because it's old doesn't mean that it's worthy. But, like... Here's the thing. You gave me this, like, nice little throwback cover. If I was in the know, I felt like you were advertising to me that this was going to be about the, the fucking vampires. Indeed, it's a vampire with the Skellingtons around it. 
and the zombies are kind of like in the in the in the in the background and there's like a the shadow of doom this vampire dragon in the like zombie dragon in the air and like it was telling me look at this fucking vampire middle on a outcropping standing lording over everything with these like skeletons like frank frazetta painting reaching up to how awesome that vampire is with the shadow of doom in the air it was advertising to me vampires are front and center of this thing turns out it's fucking zombies <laughs> and again this isn't a statement of good versus bad. I'm not even that frustrated. The groan was mostly for effect. I think that the way they've implemented zombies pretty decently, uh, the trend towards moving away from max, max regiment size, this is a good. That looks good. They foreshadowed some pretty good shit there, if you ask me. You know, you're looking at like 20 blocks and 30 blocks of stuff, not 40 and 60 blocks. This is a good. Okay. Mortal wound proccing uh, zombies. I want to say too much, but I'm like, why the fuck do the zombies have the mortal wound procs? Put them on the wolves. I a wolf, you know, wolves in like game design tend to have like a pounce type ability, you know, or, or like a jaws type ability, right? Because like the mammal with the strongest jaw strength is a wolf. Why is it on the freaking wolf? Again, all of pop culture has told me zombies are kind of shit. All the pop culture. Uh, this is my layoff beer. Uh, hams. It, it, it was formerly PBR, but you fucking hipsters raised the price on PBR, so I have to go to Hams, which is like the, the next cheapest. It's the cheapest, finest beer one can drink. Um, I started off the evening on Rebel Kent, which is a local brewery here. And I'm eyeing up my bourbon uh, aged stout over there. But, but it's about volume. Uh, and it tastes remotely like beer so i drink it uh although ever since i switched to like being a true beer snob like switched back to being a true beer snob because in layoff mode i was drinking a bunch of hams switching back to being a true beer snob i consume way less beer obviously the price but also like it gets you drunker better joel sour beer boy you got something in common with Nihilus there. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, like, I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Napoleon who said quantity is a quality all of its own in beer. Yeah, that was, it, Napoleon said it, I believe. Napoleon Bonaparte. You might, you might have heard of him, uh, from, from, uh, that documentary, Bill and Ted's, uh, Excellent Adventure. <laughs> so um so that's that's like my zoomed out read okay um do not let that make you believe i don't like this book that i don't have a overall positive read of this book that i i'm not happy with this book ultimately i am i really wish they had shed a lot of the lon baggage they didn't um and i wish that they had been more vampire forward like just please now that's that's the like that's the wide that's that's the zoomed out view um 
I think it's got the stuff. I think you're looking at a at a comfortably top of the fat middle book. Provided shooting gets addressed. Because the weaknesses death have traditionally always held against shooting are very much still alive in the meta. And they didn't get anything in this book really to deal with shooting. You've got some six-inch pylons and stuff to deal with some combat trends. You've got, you know, an activation wars and stuff. Like that. They've got tricks for combat. They didn't even really get a ton of, like, penalties to get shot. And, you know, some of those, like, lame leaf-in-the-wind style abilities. They just, nothing like that. Tabletop Castlevania is... <clears throat> what's, what's, what's this fucking guy right here, huh? Yeah, uh... Like, all of, like I'm all about Castlevania. And, and I do think that they still kind of land on Castlevania. It's just, when you're killing all the puds in the bigger part of the castle, you should make it to the huge sweet boss... And then the huge sweet boss should be huge and sweet, and they're kind of like meh. They're like mini bosses. Yeah, I'll um Prince Forge Right is a is a winner. Absolute winner. Uh Manfred is really good. Um I like Lauka Vai in her faction. Uh, Radicor the Based is fucking amazing. Like, mm -mm -mm. he's not the best War Scroll in the book, but he's fucking amazing for what you want that model to do. That's a win. Like, he is the Based, not Beast. B A S E D. Radicor the Based, fucking great. Uh, the the Grampire. Like, excellent. This is what a double caster for 200 points should look like. Like, there's some... There's some, like... Some, like, really, like... Big W's with the War Scrolls in this book. Like, there's some... There's some, like... Yeah, but he gives back. He's a distraction fex that gives a little bit back. Um... Like... Like, the big winners are, like, the Grampire and... Vordry and Radical the Based, that's right. Yeah. Free wolves are free, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, great like everything you remember, we always have to like be cognizant of single model anything in this in our game, but like Vordry slaps shit. Like he just like the dude like he puts in the fucking earbuds, like, like, fucking uh, revs the Harley, just like one sweet more time, like, pops a, like a light wheelie, puts on this leather jacket, pops, like he fucking he slaps shit, and he makes all the honeys wish they were with him, like, awesome, like, Vordry is finally the Vordry I've always wanted him to be. He slapped shit before. But in the previous landscape of Warhammer, you're like, oh man, I can put an ethereal amulet on this this other one. And then you're like, I guess I don't mind. But now, like, I don't feel bad taking Vordry at all. And 
I was I was very cognizant of my Timmy trap. The you know you just you know nostalgia traps, Timmy traps. Like these are just things you need to like prime yourself to look for. If you watched my design episode, which like I guess two hundred of you did, um, I did a design episode of of of, of, of Rantcast, and I, I do recommend checking that out because you'll you'll learn a lot about how I look at stuff in terms of design. So I had to like think about like is this a Timmy trap? And then I'm like uh, consensus says no. No, like, he, he slaps the amount of shit I, I want a monster dragon vampire to slap. Yeah, perhaps. But, dude, like, ugh, like, with some null deploy shenanigans, good luck. Good luck, I'm behind 7,000 zombies. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, he's, he's cool. I mean, he's not you know, top-of-the-line S-tier, but he's what you want without a fear of getting nerfed. And that's what I ask for in my books a lot of times, right? I'm gonna go grab another beer, and I'm gonna start reading you Battle Tome stuff. Enjoy the sick, the sick Dark Synth beasts, uh, beats. All right. I'm bad shacking. Hey, hey, what are you, what are y'all wearing tonight? You know, I'm rocking my uh, sexy Giannis Antetokounmpo mean mug shirt. That's a sports ball thing. Most of you probably don't care about sports ball. It's fine. I forgive you. As long as you forgive me for bringing it up. All right. So, um, if you're just joining us after the break, um. I, I gave a zoomed out view of, of my allegiance, uh, or rather of, of, of the Soul Blight. Uh, Grave Lord's book. They gave a, they gave us a little bit of a rope a dope. I was hoping for a little bit more uh, a new thing. We got a little bit more of a remix. Um, that said, they did rip off the band aid. Legion of Nagash was a lot more Grand Alliance Death dot book, and this is less so that. If for no other reason than the the sort of uh, pulling from it, the like. Uh, uh, you know, night haunt and like extricating some like dead weight models. Now I do hope that those things that people are like, oh man, why is this missing? Why this? Why is this missing? I hope that means a is a new battle tome on the way. I, I hope that it means that down the line we get like un, the other piece of the death puzzle. You know, um, that you know that that's that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hmm. I, you know, I, I was I was talking to um, uh, the animosity blokes and thinking about grabbing them on the show this week, and then I just kind of left left them on red. Uh, I need to go back to that DM and, and schedule a rank cast with them. All right, so uh, battle traits, allegiance abilities. You're gonna you're gonna recognize a lot of this stuff. Um, so the cursed bloodlines. The only thing really to note here is, hey, you get sub allegiances when you choose Soulblight Great Lord's army. You must give it a lineage keyword. Must. So you have to have a sub allegiance. Honestly. Don't care. Some people are like, oh, I wish I could build my own. No, you don't. That's a that's a red herring. You're you're lying. <laughs> uh, they get to focus their rules and write with more purpose and less nebulousness. Give things an identity. It's better when it has an identity. Oh, I'd imagine. I'd imagine. But uh. You guys can't see this? Okay, you can't see this. Don't want you seeing my uh, 
my DMs with all my um all my large vampire queen memes. Uh, sent me a message on Tuesday of last week. Hey, we're kicking off the war path, uh, towards this July, uh, campaign on Saturday. If you'd like to hang out and chat about it. Uh, define hangout. Uh, is that four? So I was still at work. Uh, and then, uh, sent messages back and I left them on red. Again, I was still at work. I, 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 I'm a bad, I'm a bad person. I gotta send a message back. If you're in chat right now, hey. Um. <laughs> uh, so you have to choose your sub allegiance. Uh, I don't mind this. Uh, putting stuff in a box isn't the worst thing ever. You know, like it, it, putting constraints on things isn't terrible in design. It helps you focus your energies. Uh, honestly, I wish more things would do. You have to. Pick your sub-allegiance as a... You have to get your free rules. Instead of like, if you don't want your free rules, Ostiarch Bone Reapers should have the must line. There's no reason to be an un-sub-allegianced Ostiarch Bone Reaper thing. And then you're like, but what about narrative? Well, then just break the rules. It's narrative. Who gives a shit? So, maybe maybe later on we'll, we'll check it out. Uh, we'll read some animosity and watch some animosity stuff. Uh, so, and then we get, the next one up is Supreme Lord of the Undead. Uh, this is kind of like writing in the Gotrick rule, which is what we want Nagash to have. So, spiritually speaking, yay, Nagash has the Gotrick rule. Put it on the War Scroll and save yourself from ink, or print it in every fucking battle time as it comes out. Uh, you know. Save the ink, put it on a scroll, whatever, man. Uh, you can include Nagash in the Soulblight Gravelord's army, even though he does not have the Soulblight Gravelord keywords on his War Scroll. If you do so, he gains it. And then keep in mind that the way this interacts is it's the same thing as Ossiarch Bone Reapers. He gains the Soulblight Gravelord's keywords, and then it says all Soulblight Gravelord's units in your army gain that keyword and can use the allegiance abilities listed. So he'll get his Soulblight Gravelord keyword, and then he will get your Legion of Blight, Legion of Night, or Legion of Blood, Legion of Night, so on and so forth. Basic interaction, everyone. I think everyone. Kind of knows that everyone's everyone's savvy with that. Ooh, Tyrant Mania, Twitch Prime, three years of friendship. This hobby got more fun three months ago. It's because it's it's because this stream right here, right? It's because the worst stream one person on YouTube has ever seen. That's why. Hmm. How many people work 13 hours of a grueling menial labor fucking utilities job and are this fired up? Many. Many people. Many people are more than their job. But, like, man, this book has me, like, juiced up. It's just, I, uh... I'm happy. I'm happy. Alright. So, the Unquiet Dead. <laughs> if your territories uh, have been chosen, this is grave size, Okay. Uh, before armies are set up, you can pick two points within your territory and two points anywhere. Uh, each gravesite must be more than one inch from all terrain features, which is new. Uh, instead of setting up a soul blight gravelord summonable unit on the battlefield before the battle begins, you can place it to one side, and that is set up in the grave as a reserve unit. So this is very important because you have to delineate between some of your other ambushing tech and your grave gravesite tech, right? 
So you're gonna gravesite you. Hey, yo, this is in this is in the graveyard, and that's an ambush or whatever, right? Like, use your vernacular. Be sure to distinguish it for your opponents. Gravesites have had a, a like a, a minor change, uh, mainly that they don't help you regen a bunch. Uh, they do interact with like some abilities though. Uh, they used to as a as a, a feature of Unquiet Dead. They would they would regen. They don't do that anymore. Um, grave sites. I have. Okay, so so you all know about like Facebook conversations and like Facebook arguments where people are like, "Oh man, that's just going to be an argument at the table." And ninety percent of them are not. Most people, most things that people say are an argument on Facebook and on forums and on Twitter are not arguments at the table. Most people at the table are super, like, uh, like amicable. They're super, like, yeah, okay, uh-huh, cool, chill. Um, Gravesides are the thing that, for just two years of Age of Sigmar, I had the most headaches with. Uh, describing to people that it's a point in space and not a terrain feature, you can walk through it and so on and so forth. It, teaching people that they can block my summoning if they, you know, stand on top of them and so on and so forth. Like, all of that stuff was the biggest headache in, in Age of Sigmar for two years for me. In terms of theoretical debates, that really are debates at the table. Gravesites stand out to me. Um, but yeah, functionally, very similar. Uh, they lose their like sort of innate regen thing. And then at the end of any of your movement phases, you can pull your unit out of the battlefield. Importantly, you do not need a hero to do this anymore. This is a good change. This is a fucking great change. So, an old play with uh, LON as it was before would be like, I'm a big Nagash homer. Uh, so much so that I deliberately mispronounce it as a whole fucking meme. That's a thing. Um, so, so, uh, so like the classic thing would be like Nagash, pinions, jump them out like on three places, especially on three places of power or places of arcane power. Nagash, pinions, sell, uh, stash 30 graveguard in a, uh, in a gravesite. Nagash, uh, turbo leaps forward with pinions, lands, on the gravesite that I stashed on the center objective, rips thirty graveguard out of the out of the gravesite, wrap around him in a nice little bubble. Old school play. You don't need to use your hero to do this anymore. This is a great buff. It means you have a deep strike, functionally in two places anywhere on the table now. Uh, this is a huge boon. Uh, in terms of we talked about the shooting meta before, uh, you have tricks against shooting. You always have. I mean, I was bored, like, uh, you know, people complained about KO and, and Zinch change host in 2.0. Uh, I did the Bane speech. I was bored into this. You know, old change host and old clown car KO. I was beginning to play lead, uh, 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 then GA, uh, GA Death, and then soon after LON. Uh, I was bored into that meta. Like, I was, that's what I came, like, I'm not afraid. Like, so you can protect your pieces with this too, keep in mind. Nice. Huge bone. Nice. Spooky, scary skeletons. Yeah, you gotta sing it. I've got a techno remix that gets around the uh, the TOS, too, for spooky, scary skeletons. Uh, so, end of any of your movement phases, you can set up one or more of these units with the battlefield, uh, and then they're destroyed at the fourth. So, unlike... Unlike Beasts of Chaos, where you have to do it after the first round, or you have to do it in the first round, or the second if you waste an entire sub-allegiance, uh, you can pull them out up to your fourth. Nice. Keep in mind, the longer you delay that, the more opportunity your opponent has to stand on the gravesite. It's a fair trade. 
So, so this is this is a good. I actually like the change to Unquiet Dead. I don't mind that our regen got hit a little bit, and uh, as long as we see it in the War Scrolls, like stronger units, better uh, sort of aggressive point costs on the units because we're losing some regen here. Um, honestly. I don't mind losing the regen to have a deep strike. I don't have to run my hero over onto to get off. I can put this in the back corner and pull out a unit of skeletons. Yeah, I, I like this. This is this is a good. Um, people who who are harping on the lack of regen on this too much are they're wrong. Sorry, you're you're wrong. <laughs> yes, it's it's a nerf, but it's also a buff. And I would rather have the tactical advantage of anywhere without having a liability of getting my hero onto it than, like, more regen. The The regen, to me, speaks to castling. And if you're castling, it's good for certain battle plans, but we play a much more aggressive game of Age of Sigmar than we used to. Like, I want, I want to be the aggressor, not always defending in, in Age of Sigmar. And I've got very, very slow skeletons, I need to I need to get into the game quick. I like this. Also, skeletons are really good at taking charges, but we'll get to that later. So I, I like this. I like this. This is good. I'm good. I mean, I already got my caveat out the way. I said that earlier on about like I wish that they had yada yada and been less LON. We got that out of the way, so I don't have to keep I don't have to keep saying it. It's just like with Slanesh when I did the Slanesh review. I don't have to keep saying stuff about points with Slanesh. I'm not going to keep talking about how I wish that they had done something different or so on and so forth. We're going to talk about what we have here. We're not going to let we're not going to let perfection be the enemy of good tonight. We're not doing that. That's so much easy. It's so easy to fall into that thought trap. So Locus of Shayish. Uh interestingly enough, they moved Locus of Shayish. This used to be as I recall uh right here. This used to be next to the actual uh uh, uh spells themselves like right before the lore lore spells it said the Locus of Shayish. If I'm remembering my my battle tome correctly, artifacts of death. Oh, grand host, I will miss you. Regen, regen, regen. Yeah, Locus of Shayish was. Uh... Yeah, Locus of Shayish was actually under Lords before they moved into Legion's abilities. This is where it belongs, just layout wise. Ouch! I see. I'm not. I'm not willing to be that fiery because I don't believe it. And um, unlike certain YouTube comments, hi Marshall. Unlike certain YouTube comments, uh, I actually say shit that I fucking believe, unless it's obviously or explicitly a joke. Like I, I, I say them out loud with my noise box on the front of my fucking face. I say what I fucking think out loud, a lot. So don't fucking put words in my mouth. Sorry. Um, anyway, we have to get that out of the way. <laughs> I don't think people are stupid if they if they think it's a nerf explicitly. Like I, I don't think that. Uh, they're wrong. <laughs> they're technically correct. Some par portion of it got nerfed, but overall it got better. Uh, so Locus of Shayish. If an, the unmodified casting role for a friendly soul blight grave lord's wizard. I've already heard people getting this wrong on the internet. So we're going to I'm going to say this again. Unmodified. 
casting roll for a friendly Soul Blight Gravelord's Wizard attempting to cast a spell from specifically Lore of the Death Mages or Lore of the Vampires is a 9 plus. This does not mean you're plus 3 from Nagash, you're plus 1 from Corpse Cut. Specifically unmodified people. People are already getting this wrong on fucking Twitter. It, 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 it really pisses me off when people get the rule wrong and then they say it's OP while getting it wrong. <laughs> like, you're, like, yes, in the, in the version of reality you live in, where what you're saying is true instead of false, it could be perceived as OP because now it's gamey and people don't like gamey stuff. Unmodified roll. Only the lore spells. In, internalize it. Unmodified roll. Only your lore spells. Got it. Boom. Chat gang, this isn't for you. I know you know this. This is for people who are like meandering through or checking the VOD later. Like, just just everybody. And and chat gang, maybe it's a little bit for you if you need if you need words or something to clip and link to. You can send people this moment right now. Where I have the text on my screen zoomed up in big balloon letters, and I've read the words out loud to them with my face noises. Why, uh, why, yes, Luke Skywalker, you're correct. Like, so your War Scroll spells, they're not lore spells. So, like, Van Hell's Dance Macabre will not double tap on an unmodified, specifically, roll of 9+. plus. Very, very astute. Very astute, Luke Skywalker. Alright, so the next up, we got Deathless Minions. Uh, roll a dice each time. This is, this is like, kind of the death thing, right? Each time you allocate a wound or mortal wound to a friendly soul blight gravelord's unit, holy within 12 inches of a friendly soul blight, uh, soul blight gravelord hero or gravesite. On a six up, that wound or mortal wound is negated. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, it's, it's the death save. We get a six up death save. Um, they probably could have made it just death, just get this, and it would have been fine. Um, you know, because, like, there's, there's, like, entire armies out there, out there that just get, like, their six ups pretty easily. Um, I, I'm not that mad about it. Like, yeah, it's wholly within 12. Uh, if you are going to go ca for castle gameplay and stand on a gravesite, uh, cool. You can get your six up and, and castle up on a gravesite. Wholly within 12 isn't, like, s the most restrictive. It is stopping daisy chaining, um, which was a thing people complained a lot about with death, so I get it. Um, and it also removes some of the NPE of, like, the old castle builds where you're regening, like, 30 units a turn if you're stacking all four gravesites. You know, like, you look about, like, think about, like, old duality of death, all my gravesites right on there. You're never, you're never taking these, taking all my stuff off this point. So, uh, yeah, this one's a little bit of a feels bad. Uh, I feel like it didn't need to be wholly within 12 inches. Uh... Putting it on the gravesites is sensical. This this one's a little bit of a feels bad. I wish, I wish we would have got something more interesting. I I guess I, what I'm saying is is Soul Blight Gravelords is the battle tome I wish Legions of Nagash was in 2.0, and we're getting it for 3.0. So uh, you know, better late than never. Uh, I look forward to the next iteration of this book where we're not hamstrung by former, uh, you know, antiquated design philosophies. Moving on. That's that's the last one. That's the last one. I will say the thing about how I wish that they had delineated more from Legions of Nagash. 
Alright, reanimated horrors. This is new, effectively. Yeah, uh, that's that's the opposite of what I wanted. Uh, which was uh, uh, Holy Within, I want Jettison from the game. We have other levers to pull uh, to deal with daisy chaining models and stuff. Uh... You know, like, saying units can't score the more obje one objective at the same time. Uh, you know, the coherency rule was pretty good. 40k's got a really nice coherency rule for stopping daisy chaining. Like, there were other mechanisms we could have pulled rather than Holy Within 12. I, I'm not interested in adding extra granularity of finicky fucking measuring in the heat of the moment. And, like, the feels bad of, like, Fuh, I have one sliver of of like a model outside of the 12 which is guess i lose the entire buff like yeah whatever but it's the reality we can't gripe on what could have been or what should have been or what may have been too much we got to deal with what's in front of us we got to deal with the rules as they are presented to us we can all wish list we can all criticize we can all tell games work hey 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 apparently they listen to you on facebook if you you're loud enough Remember that time Evocators got nerfed because people were angry on Facebook? So apparently that happens. But, like, but like I don't want you to let that be the thief of your joy in the moment. This is the world we live in. Like, it's not the the worst. Okay. Uh, reanimated Horrors. Subtract one bravery uh, from the bravery characteristic of enemy units while they are within six inches, not wholly within, a, uh, of one friendly soul blight graveyard, specifically dead walks or death rattles, your zombies, your, your skeletons. Subtract two from the bravery characteristic of enemy units instead of one while they are wholly within two or more. So what this is doing is just uh, capping. You can, you can wombo up to two penalties on your bravery and it doesn't affect other death. Cool. Uh... It's like they're signaling to me bravery might matter again in the game. Uh, maybe they are. I don't know. Uh, they had a bunch of bravery bomb stuff that signaled to me with, like, say, the Night Hunt release that bravery might matter in 2.0. I'm not getting my hopes up for everybody's, like, utopian vision of the Battleshock being somehow more interesting and defined and so on and so forth. If it is, awesome. Pleasantly surprised. Uh, I'm not putting my money on it, and I'm not getting my hopes up over it. Yeah. Yeah. Endless Legions. At the end of your Battleshock phase. So this is the, the, the ability that was flagged as NPE. Uh, me and Ian are are correct about this. So listen to both of us for just the last three or three years of Age of Sigmar. We were both right. Uh, and the people who believe, who were with us were right. Uh, this wasn't NPE. You were just, uh, you know, it's okay to have really good abilities and cool abilities and great abilities. And in fact... Of the, all the various weirdo summon-type abilities that, that armies get, uh, it was kind of the most sensical. It had a lot of throttling mechanisms on it. It had a lot of counterplay. Uh, for instance, you had to kill one of my units. It had to come out of a gravesite. A lot of stuff. It's Death should maybe be able to bring stuff back to life, I would think. But, you know, fucking whatever. Uh, at the end of your Battleshock... Uh, at the end of your Battleshock phase... Your Battleshock phase, by the way. Count the number of enemy units that were destroyed during that turn and roll a dice. Adding the number of destroyed enemy units to the roll. On a 5-up, you can pick one friendly Soul Blight Graveyard... Uh, you, know, you, know the, you know the word soup. Zombies or Skellingtons uh, in your army that has been destroyed. If you do so, a new replacement unit with half the number of models in the unit that was destroyed, rounding up, is added to your army... 
set it up within a gravesite. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let me see. At count the number of enemy. I just want to look for the word soup here on a. You can pick one. Yeah, so it's one die roll, it's one unit. That's what's important to note here, I suppose. Um, cool. On average, it means on a four up, you get you get like you know, ten or twenty dudes back. Um, it's cool. It's good. We've already talked about like the advantage of them shifting grave sites because before to use endless legions, you had to have your general, specifically your general, on it. Uh, now it's just you know wholly within a grave site. I really like this. I mean, this is uh, this is harmonious with what for me death is. The grave sites are just like points on the battlefield. You read all the stories about like death kill and stuff and like no sooner than it's dead that things come back and it's fucking metal. Ugh. Like this is Diablo 2 necromancer shit right here. Right? Like it's just the stuff's just fucking popping out of the corpses and as as you're fighting and things are dying they're just coming back and just this is rock. This is awesome. I, I like this. This really this is very necromancer-y. Both the Unquiet Dead and the Endless Legions. Why why are Gravesite's points and not actual terrain features? Because, because the whole battlefield's actually the Gravesite. That's where the death energy's concentrated. So that's why the shit's coming out. Ugh, like, awesome. It's metal. Yeah. <laughs> Broke, <laughs> general has to reanimate. Woke, things generally reanimate. A thousand percent, Caleb. Perfectly stated. All right, Deathly Invocation get, got moved off all the War Scrolls. Uh, this is a good change, but it's a feels-bad change. Uh, see the bubble quote that I'm putting... Uh, you know what? That's it. I haven't, used the, I haven't used the Mephisto bubble in a while. We're using the bubble. All right? Anytime I'm about to, to mention things that were LON and so on and so forth, we're just going to point to the bubble, okay? So... I'm putting, I'm putting, uh, that's it. I'm officially putting my greatest gripe with the Soul Blight's Gravelord Battle Tome is that it's too much like LON and not enough different. That that they caught got ha caught halfway between doing two things. Making something new and trying to be like the old book. They got caught halfway between it and it made their design decisions less interesting. Like, they're like, ah, mmm. Like, they were just, they are so fucking close. They were like, man, we should either make something totally new, or we should do something like that's just a, taking the old thing and fucking cranking it to 11. And they got caught half, halfway between them. And, like, they didn't really, like, crush either one. Uh, they crushed the War Scrolls, mind you. Uh, a lot of the gripes are about the comparison of what was and what could have been. I'm putting that in the bubble. It's in the bubble now. Deathly Unvocation. Uh, got moved off the War Scrolls. This is actually a good design choice because this allows... This is future-proofing. <laughs> this is future-proofing. What this does is this allows uh, them to make more death armies down the line and not have to worry about the deathly invocation on your Necromancer being OP in Nighthaunt. If I ally this into Nighthaunt, then... <laughs> right? They can just make their army... Like, that identity, I've talked about it previously, and I kind of hinted at it before. You can give your army a distinct identity within the faction, and really, really, really execute to that identity. To those zero... Sorry. To those first principles. You just just crush the first principles. And then when you're doing that, 
You don't have to worry about this other thing coming in and just like, just smacking, just like, hey, and just like kind of like fucking smacking you on the side of the face and stopping you from being as awesome as you want to be with that other thing. Allies are fun. Uh, allies are really, really fun. Like, it's cool to like add some extra identity, have some cross-pollination and so on and so forth. Um, the way to play your army the best shouldn't be to ally in something and now it's busted or so on and so forth or like enables your army by allying something else in. Your army should be awesome within itself. And then allying things should be an option that is good, but not like better than just using your stuff. A side grade if you can manage it, but I don't want your first focus to be worried about side grades in your in your sort of like internal parody. I don't fucking care what other stuff is doing outside the book for most intents and purposes. Make my book good. If I find a cool ally or like my my TM'd uh, Mr. Mephisto Mori's, uh, like, trademarked idea of one pet unit. You get one pet unit. Even competitive players may are allowed one pet unit. If your one pet unit is an ally to fill your vision and so on and so forth, awesome. Like, but, again, I don't want your design hamstrung by always being paranoid of shit that can get allied in. So, Deathly Invocation is a intelligent design choice going forward. Feels bad right now, though. Yeah. So, at the start of your hero phase, you can pick a number of friendly Soulblight Gravelords. I'm trying to... Look, reading reading Battle Tomes, you guys can read Battle Tomes on your own. I'm trying to give you that Mephisto uh, you know, energy. The sauce. The vinegar, if you will, uh, as you're reading this. Um, Grots are great. The Gumpalooza Chef's Crisp. Thinking of buying a crapload of Grots. Oh, <laughs> the mayo. <laughs> Hang on a second here. I want you to know I just specifically cut into my own Soulblight Gravelord's fun for this. That's what you get for committing that hard to the mayo joke early on. Good callback. Um, <laughs> nice little, like, lightly troll ribbing, too, so I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, so, yeah, uh, Soulblight Gra at the start of your hero phase, uh, you can pick a number of different friendly Soulblight Graveyard summonable units. Holy within 12, holy within... Of the hero to be affected by a deathly invocation. The number... Uh, so it's add deathly invocation. They can't be affected by multiple deathly invocations. Uh, the number of different friendly soul-like gravelord summonable units is determined by the hero keyword. Vampire, Mortark, Death Mages, Death Rattle. So like your your White King can do two and so on and so forth. Um, if, if you have more than one keyword, choose one of them. And so, you know, obviously choose the biggest one. Uh, for each of the units you pick, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to that unit, or if no wounds are allocated to it, you can return a number of slain models. This part, people are going to know, uh, you know, for the most part. So, the same unit cannot benefit from this ability more than once per turn. In addition, the unit cannot benefit from this ability and the invocation of Nagash. Enjoy, enjoy the, uh, enjoy the Mephisto emotes. Uh, please be sure to go into other Warhammer chats and, you know, spam chat gang 
And, you know, everyone's part of chat gang. If you're here, you don't need to subscribe to be chat gang, but let them know about chat gang. And uh, spam Nagash emotes, especially if they hate death. Do that. And Fluke Skywalker dropping a thousand RDP to remind people that chat gang ain't nothing to fuck with. So, uh, yeah, so... I, I, I have conflicted emotions about this. The Holy Within 12 is a feels bad. Uh, this is going to... To limit the tricks you can do with the summoning is the main thing. One of my favorite things about, like, playing death is, like, summoning in extra units and, like, getting extra movement by summoning your skeleton. When you summon in your skeletons with your deathly invocation, putting your skeletons on the front of your coherency so that you kind of get, like, you're a slow army. Four inches, right? Like, so you, you put that, that rank of units on the front of it and then on the front of it and on the front of it and you can get, like, three inches of movement that way. With that Holy Within 12, it utterly hamstrings the tactical play of this. It is just regen now. I, I don't really care for that. Like, speaking about this book specifically and nothing in the bubble, I, I don't like that. This is, um... I'm not okay with it. And I don't think... And I don't buy the NPE argument. Because there are armies out there that just straight up teleport every turn. And, like, you know, have a million, have, like, 16-inch flying, charging, running, charging shit. And have, like, 6-inch running, charge shit. And have, like, uh, you know, ranged attacks that are, that are valuable, and so on and so forth. Like, there's just so many reasons why I don't buy the NPE of making this within 12 inches instead or six inches make it within six inches instead of holy within 12 but let me do my daisy let me like get extra movement out of sweet regens i already had to pay the price of dying to get the sweet regen and i have to have a hero enabling it why can't you let me have more fun you also cap it to where it's only ever going to be d3 so i'm going to get three inches effectively of forward movement come on come on the more fun thing was you stopped me from having the more fun so yeah i i don't yeah whatever i it's not even that like i just whenever it is more fun like or more tactical let us have more fun and be more tactical less finicky fucking measuring bullshit more fun more tactical if those two things are what are like rubbing up against each other, give me more fun, more tactical. Not more finicky fucking measuring. That's stupid. You already have two limiting factors on Deathly Invocation. Can't benefit more than once. Have to roll a D3. That's the top end. Ceiling's three models. Like, why don't you want me to have fun? Yeah. Alright, so... So, uh, we're getting to sub-allegiance. These are going to be out of order because I just screen-grabbed them off of the little Imgur thread. And like I said, I've got my limited edition uh, coming in uh, uh, hot. Pre-ordered. So pumped for that. Uh, bet. Real talk. Uh, uh, not even a hot take. This is lukewarm. Uh, best cover art, Age of Sigmar. Uh, so this is a uh, Virko's Dynasty. 
before I've played games and internalized the information, and I've said that I have difficulty internalizing information, I need that kinesthetic uh, vibe for internalizing stuff. Uh, so note that I, I, I reserve the right to change my opinion as I gain more information and, and internalize information better. Uh, but I think Virko's Dynasty is... Uh, I think this is the... I think this is the big winner. Uh, there's always a best. There's always a best subalegiance ability. Anybody who thinks otherwise is full of it. The best for the moment can change, keeping in mind as meta shift and so on and so forth. Uh, but out the gates, uh, this is the best one. And my dear Rob Symes, if I am wrong about this, you like. Like, if, if this is the worst one, if this is the crematorians and I say it's the best one, feel free to at me. And you you get two years of mocking me for this if I'm wrong, okay? If, if this is the crematorians, not wrong that it's the best, but if, the, if I say this is the best and it, it ends up being the crematorians, right? Which is decidedly on the opposite side of the best. You know, just like top three, fine. But if it is the crematorians... When I say this is the best one, um, at me, two years, uh, bust my chops rights. Okay? <laughs> Horizon's lackey. But Meph, this is the internet. Once you choose an opinion, you can never change. Well, and here's the thing. That's not a human... Like, in, 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 in... And not to get political here. But in... In politics, one of the worst things you can be considered is a flip-flopper. Like, you know, some people, like, organically, as they gain more information, better perspectives, and a, 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 a more just holistic, experienced view of the world, the natural thing to do should be to change your opinion. You should change your fucking opinions. Like... Like, except for Nagash is the best. We get that. Like, that, never. That's sacrosanct. But, like, those people out there who are like, I'm the same person I was in high school, and they brag about that shit? I've, I've had these same values since this time period. And, like, wow. Like, so, like, you know, like, I haven't had the same fucking web browser for, like, the last couple years, let alone fucking, like... I don't think there's anything in my life. I, I've got a blanket I've had for 12 years. That's about it. Um, it's longer than 12 years now that I think about it. I've had since I was 12. And that's about the oldest possession I have. Um, I don't think... Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't brag about ha being the same person you were 26 years ago. And, and very, like, you know... What's that whole, uh... You know, like... Like, hang on a second. What is it? The ship of Theseus, right? Like, like, uh, so it's the, the ship of Theseus, right? Like, rebuilt the whole... Like, piece by piece, eventually rebuild the whole ship. Um, your body regenerating and changing cells and stuff, you are not the same cells you were before. 
Like, how could you? Like, you're 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 quite literally, literally, not the same person. Oh hell, go watch Annihilation. Annihilation did it better, and was as boring. So, like, if you're gonna watch two boring time sinks, at least watch the boring time sink that's a little bit shorter than the other one. And, uh, like, not, not the Harsh and WandaVision, you know, like, Rao Rao, Marvel, yada yada, but, like, go watch Annihilation. It's one of the most beautiful, boring things on the planet. About the nature of, like, pain and change and, 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 and humans and how we're interconnected and so on and so forth. Very Jungian. Really, really, really Carl Jung, you know, deep themes going on in there. Check it out. It's pretty good. Worth it. Um, you know, like, you know, you're, you're... People are afraid of, of, of not being the same person. You know, like, there, there are things that will always be, like, you. And you'll probably always be an individual regardless of, of things going on. I, you know, I, I believe that you're, that you're you, in a sense. You know, I, whether it's your soul or your, your one in a, a billion chance DNA code that exactly turned out the way it did, despite all the odds, whatever that means, you are you, you're beautiful, you're checking, you're beautiful, you're wonderful, okay? You're you and you're, you're, you're excellent. And you should have some solace in, like, yeah, I'm me. But the exact same person? Probably not. Okay, you, you change. There might be some core thread. Like I said, the, the soul, the uh, if, if you want to go on the spiritual side of things, or if you want to go on the, the, the sort of, uh, you know, natural side of things, you know, in all the, the, the millions and billions of, of stars that exist, you exist in the presence of ours. And all the combinations of, of DNA, of egg and sperm, and all the time periods throughout all of human existence that, that, that have happened, you exist right now. That makes you pretty special. That's pretty awesome. You got to exist in the same time span as fucking Freddie Mercury and Prince. Okay? Like, you currently get to experience Maynard James Keenan and Run the Jewels, LP and Killer Mike. There is so much awesome going on right now. There's a lot of bad, too. We live at a time where somebody can yell at you from a microphone from the other side of the world, and you can talk to each other and have a conversation and, like, get superior opinions about Warhammer. So you are awesome, whether spiritual or natural or anything in between. Take solace in that. But please don't settle for being the same, you. Ever. That if I I I say hey I don't tell you what to think, uh, I'm gonna urge you on this one. Don't settle for being the same you. Be a better you. Oh, I I didn't forget Bowie. I didn't say Bowie because you fucking knew. You knew. Oh, Caleb, you're in rare form. I thought I was the one in rare form tonight. You're in rare form tonight. Alright, so Virkos Dynasty, I think this is the best one. Um, I don't think it's the Crematorians. <laughs> uh, Strength of the Pack, 
uh, is the wolf. Add one to wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by friendly Virkos Dynasty Death Rattle and Dead Walkers. Plus one wound. Nice buff for this army, as you'll go to find out. Uh, while they're wholly within nine inches of vampire heroes, and this this one hurts a little bit, but hey, plus one wound. It's a good it's a good good rare buff to have. Uh, and then the strength of the wolf pack uh, is a, is the pack. Uh, so the army doesn't have a ton of casting bonuses. Reroll casting rolls is what mathematically the equivalent of a plus two. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Uh, plus, uh, with when you're rocking something like uh, 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 Locus of Shyish, uh, a chance, two chances to double tap starts to look a lot more enticing. Like, I like my charge odds on a nine-inch charge when I'm re-rolling. You know, I guess what's the equivalent of a plus two? Um, so that that makes it on average rolling twice. You should make it right. I might be off on my math. I think it's probably closer to like a one point three or so. Um, but good enough is good enough. Alright. Uh, I was an English lit major, not a math major. <laughs> uh, uh, pack Alpha. Once per turn. So the command traits. Uh, once per turn, uh, the general can use a command ability without a command point being spent. Hey, it's command point stuff. He spelled cast wrong for that, for that one. Uh... Uh, driven by uh, Death's Stench, you can reroll charge rolls for friendly uh, dynasty units wholly with a 9 of this general. It's fine. Rerolling charge. Uh, that's fine. Once battle, at the end of your movement phase, you can say that this general will summon a pack of dire wolves bound in hell uh, to the battlefield. If you do so, you can add one unit of up to five dire wolves to your army. Set it up wholly for the 9 inches of this general. Uh, this one's fun. It's, uh, free units is fun. Uh, this is the money shot, though. This is the one for me. Hunter's Snare. If this general contests an objective, the number of models this general counts as is equal to their wounds characteristic. We did it, Haywo. After four years, we fucking did it. Finally. So, uh, for many of you who don't know, uh, Haywo and I once proposed a rule called Large and In Charge. Based large and in charge, large and in charge, based on a uh, Dungeons and Dragons feat. Uh, when you charge, as I recall, when you charge, uh, you know, the creature, if it's a larger uh, size category than you, then it provokes. So, like, if you charge this huge thing, then it provokes. Whatever. The name was really funny. We thought it was hilarious. Uh, the what the feat actually did is, is unrelated to objective scoring. Uh, we called it large and in charge. Uh, we said that things wounds characteristics should count as 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 scoring. We said this for ogres. We said this for monsters. This was a way to make them all vi viable, uh, and we said it certainly through the lens of 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 maw tribes. Um, we did it. Uh, hang the banner. Mission accomplished. Uh, Games Workshop finally listened to us. We are we are taking personal personal responsibility for this rule. If you hate it, it's uh, my bad, and hey, what was bad. It's, it's our fault. Uh, we, we did this uh, if you hate it. If you love it, you're welcome. You're fucking welcome. Uh, this honestly should just be like a, a, a game rule. <laughs> but uh, you're going to throw this on a, on a fucking Vlazda and uh, slap some shit. It's brilliant. I love it.
Uh, Spore Trackers. At the start of your hero phase, friendly Vircos Dynasty Deadwalkers units, holy with a 9 of the general, can make a normal... Uh, of up to 3 inches, they cannot run. Let me reread that. At the start of your hero phase... Oh, 3 inch, like, bonus move. Uh, this isn't bad at all for uh, your 6 inch pile in zombies. Like, uh, at the start of... They only have to be within 9 at the start of. You've got some tricks to make sure that your vampire's in the right position. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, do want. Uh, it's not bad. Hunter Snare is just like, it's, it's so much hot sex, though. It's just, oh. Uh, sorry. Uh, maybe I'm, uh, I've, I've certainly got a bias here. It's the rule that I wanted to see in Age of Sigmar, so of course I'm going to skew towards loving it. Uh, United by Blood, I, at least I admit my bias, right? United by the Blood, the general can attempt to unbind one spell in the enemy hero phase, the manner of wizard, It's fine. It's boring, but it's fine. You gotta have those boring ones, right? Uh, we don't get to see Virkos artifacts, do we? <laughs> Chungus Among Us. And then you, uh, you model all your wolves to look like Bugs Bunny. Mm. Alright. I hope you're on the edge of your seat. Legion of Knights up next. So Legion of Night, I'm of two mind. Uh, I can't tell where my strong opinion of Manfred as a great war scroll ends and my sort of uh, transitive property of goodness for the Legion of Night uh, begins. I think Legion of Night is... Uh, I think it's pretty good. Um, so we have the bait here, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's still here. I mean, this is your Tempest, I think it's Tempest Eye, right? Add one to save roll, uh, for attacks that target friendly zombies and skeletons in the first round. I mean, this is, this is old school good. I mean, this, this is, this is old school good. Um, and then, uh, Ageless Cunning. Instead of setting up a Legion of Night unit on the battlefield, you can place it, uh, to one side and say that it is set up in ambush. And this is, comes back to that language we said before, before, uh, you know, you're setting them up in the gravesite versus in ambush, whatever, delineate, they're different. So you can't, like, be like, this thing's on the side, <laughs> And then, like, you choose to either bring it on the table side or on the grave site, depending on what's more beneficial. Don't do this. Legion of Night players. Uh, it's Brendan Melnick's fault. Shit! I did it again. Uh, we blame him for um, uh, for death players having, like, a bad sports score for, like, one tournament. Uh, specifically, he'll, he's, he's owned it for us. Uh, it's his fault. Uh, I want you to get your rules correct, not because I think you're, you're like... You're 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 cheating or, or you're a cheater or anything like that. I, I don't believe that. I don't think most people go into things angle shooting and being cheaters. Uh, you know, public shaming is too great a a tool in human society, and usually uh, you get publicly shamed. And shame is a pretty powerful emotion, and when people feel shame, they tend not to to, to do stuff. Uh, the point here is to not get a reputation as 
NPE players and all that fucking garbage that always follows any death release. Um, so get our rules right, uh, please. I implore you. I beseech you. So yeah, ageless cunning. Um, for everyone set up on the field or on the table, you can. So yeah, this means um, you know this means like you put a a unit of skeletons in a gravesite and a unit of skeletons on the on the flank or, or in ambush, and you've got some some real versatility. Um, importantly, this is Legion of Night, so like you can stash your generals, uh, your vampires, your target, your 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 priority targets off the table in like a alpha shooting type scenario. Um, so this is where I th this is where I come down more favorably on age ageless cunning than other folks on the internet. There's there's people who are like really hyped on Legion of Night. Uh, there are people who think it sucks. Uh, I come down on the side of I think it's good because you can stash uh, like high priority targets off table and then bring them on. Like you're talking a bunch of like spellcasters and uh, like some holy within buffs and you've got some gravesite. Uh, manipulation that you can do. I think when used in conjunction with that, it's 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 actually really tactically advantageous. Now, like Beasts of Chaos, uh, there is counterplay for this. You know, Beasts of Chaos is like really good against opponents. Uh, you know, you always have like decisions to make with Beasts of Chaos, which is really awesome. It always feels like you're kind of in control of your own fate. But like sometimes you make the like the greatest decisions, the cagiest plays ever. And the, the sheer volume of your opponent's, like, quality scrolls or just, like, a couple, like, good decisions rob you of, like, of ultimate victory. Um, that still happens with all of your deployment shenanigans. Uh, that being said, I think your your quality of war scrolls a lot higher in this book than, than in, uh, you know, Piece of Chaos, obviously. Uh, so I, I like these tricks, but the plus one save and the, uh, the stashing stuff off table, let alone stashing stuff off, uh, and then, like, scoring an objective and, and so on and so forth, uh, I think this is good, this is, this is good stuff. It's not the sauce. The, Virkos has the sauce. Uh, they're buying a little bit of the sauce. So, but I come down favorably on Legion of Night. Um... I believe you declare it first, Caleb Kane. Uh, instead of setting up a Legion of Night unit on the battlefield, you can place it on the side and say that it is set up in ambush as a reserve unit. Alright? So instead of putting it on the table, you set it off to the side and declare it's an ambush. And then we'll go ahead and grab uh, the Unquiet Dead. So keep in mind, uh, Legion of Night is any Legion of Night. So you can stash Nagash if you're Legion of Night. Like, anything in Legion of Night. It just looks for Legion of Night. Uh, Unquiet Dead looks specifically for summonable units. Okay? Instead of setting up a Soulblight Gravelord summonable unit on the battlefield, so not your generals, not your, your heroes and stuff, on the battlefield before the battle begins. You can place it on one side and say that it is set up in the grave as a reserve unit. Grave, ambush. These are your words. Now, we don't use, like, 
you know, real, like, proper nouns and stuff, like Magic the Gathering. But this is what you're going to flag to your opponent. You're going to say, this is in the grave, this is an ambush. And if they, you know, how much you want to explain the difference, you know, that's that's a, that's your prerogative. But, like, you're not going to be... You're not going to accidentally conflate the two. You're going to be very particular when it's in the grave versus when it's going to come out... When it's going to outflank, when it's going to come on from your table edges. So, it's... When you make the decision to not deploy it onto the table, you have to delineate grave versus the ambush. I think I, it's it's minutia, but I think it's very important because some of these like bait, easy to get wrong rules. And again, this this doesn't have to do with malice. Really easy to get wrong rules. Uh, people mess up, and then like you just like my opponent cheated and. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. <laughs> uh, it says when you select a unit, you may choose to do the thing. If you're choosing to do the one thing, I don't think you can choose to do the other thing. It's probably a either or. Alright, so above suspicion. Command traits. Uh, if this general is set up in ambush using the Ageless Cunning battle trait above, at the end of your movement phase, you can set up this general anywhere on the battlefield more than... So this is your... um. You zombie dragon, right? Boom. Anywhere. Deep strike. Fly high. Not bad. Uh, I like swift form over above suspicion. I don't think I need to tell you why, but I, I want to be able to drop my zombie dragon with swift form on the outflank and have to roll a 7. A 7 up to hit you. Uh, so I like swift form personally um unbending will do not take battle shock tests for friendly legion knight units while they are wholly within 12 of this general uh okay uh this leads me to we've lost a lot of uh, battle shock immunities across death uh in in this book which is something i didn't address at the sort of like zoomed out view so like yay um honestly whatever let it blow up i'll bring it back they're Brave 10. Do a lot of damage. I don't care. Add one rule, uh, wound... Add one, two wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by this general. It's fine. Uh, unholy Impetus. In the combat phase, uh, if any... Any models are slain by attacks made with melee weapon by this general, uh, in that phase, add one to the attacks characteristic of the melee weapon use, uh by uh, friendly Legion of Night units wholly within 12 of the general until the end of that phase. So a little bit of a little bit of a pseudo-alpha. It's alright. Um, terrifies Visage, subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons that target this general. I I like any penalties I can get, and you can get a minus one to get hit uh, elsewhere, so it's not too bad to be minus one to get hit, minus one to get wounded. Um, I, th I think overall for what I, I want to do with Legion of Night, Probably the add to the charge. Uh, the deep strike's not bad. Um, Unholy Impetus is good. This is good. It's like a, a little pseudo-alpha. So, I might actually have the artifacts for this one. <gasps> Boom. Nope, that's Blood Hero. That's Knight. Here's Blood.
Legion of Blood. Uh, if an enemy unit fails a Battleshock test within three inches of any friendly Legion of Blood vampire units, add D3 to the numbers of models that flee. Um, I mean, that works for your Blood Knights. Uh, I mean, if if AOS 3.0 gets a better Battleshock phase like some people are insisting it will, this becomes kind of cool. It's kind of like add D3 damage to your, to your Legion of Blood vampires like it's it's kind of like that uh like you know on a 50 like you know on a 50 50 flip a coin for any unit that has lost stuff and you know it, it loses a d3 more things like that's not that's not the worst thing if if um favorite retainers keeping in mind you've got a, like a minus one or minus two bravery uh, like just innate in in the in the army now uh favorite retainers Ignore negative modifiers to hit and wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by friendly Legion of Blood death rattle units while they are wholly within 12 inches of the of a vampire or wholly within 18 of a hero. Um, this is kind of awesome. Not gonna lie. Uh, Graveguard start to stand out to me in Legion of Blood. Yeah, like a some sort of like universal list of artifacts that could be like reliably taken by a range of things would be pretty good. Yeah, I think that would be I think that would be good. That that would that would be yeah, I agree. Uh favorite retainers. I, I like favorite retainers. Uh I like this overall. Um When I didn't see all of what Legion of Blood was doing before, I thought it was kind of the loser of the factions. Uh, I don't think that so much before because this feels like it pushes me towards my actual Skellington build, which is interesting because they're called of blood, but whatever. Um, I, I do like this. I like favored retainers. Like, again, Immortal Majesty, whatever. whatever. If they make if they make Battleshock good, then sometimes it's good. That's that's too many ifs for me in a, in a, in a sequence. Uh... Premeditated Violence is excellently named. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with a melee weapon uh, by this general is six, that attack scores two hits, so exploding. Um, you know. Cool. You get exploding sixes. There's a couple ways to get exploding sixes in this army. So you can actually, like, explode for three hits uh, with one of the situations. Uh, Soul Crushing Contempt. Subtract one. Uh, from the bravery characteristic of enemies. So you can get a, a, a negative three bravery. Uh, aristocracy of blood. You can reroll charge rolls for friendly legion of blood units while they are wholly within. This isn't too bad. I mean, it's, it, it's decent. Rerolling charges for like two units. Not bad, right? Well, three if you include the general itself. Uh, or of dark majesty fucking love it. Uh, this is old school great. Uh, subtract one to get hit. Uh, I hear tell that stacking penalties to get hit are going away. Uh, walking death. If the unmodified... So this maybe isn't as great as it was before because there's other ways to get minus one to get hit. Uh, 
The unmodified roll, a wound roll for an attack made with a melee weapon by this general is 6. Attack inflicts a number of mortal wounds equal to the damage characteristic of the weapon used for the attack. The sequence ends. Why are these both in the same trait list? <laughs> uh, friendly units that start a pile in move wholly within 12 inches of this general can move an extra 3 inches when they pile in. Uh, this is nice. You don't Note that you don't get the extra activation thing, but 3 inches of, inches of pile in and when you read the new Van Hells, Sanguine Blur is actually pretty sweet. So I, I, I think Sanguine Blur is a little tacky. I like it. Um, rolling charges are fine. Um, I mean, this is this is just it feels weak from a from a traits perspective. Maybe once I read and reread some War Scrolls, I'll like look at something that just like wombos so hard. Uh, so we got artifacts here for blood, loot. Uh, Ring of Dominion. Each time the bearer is picked to fight in the combat phase, you can pick one enemy model, and then three inches of the bearer roll a die on a five up. <laughs> pick one of that model's melee weapons. Model's uh, unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the damage characteristic of the weapon you pick. You cannot pick a melee weapon that refers to a damage table. Yeah, yeah they hit themselves. Cool. Uh, Shade glass decanter. After the enemy or if the armies have been set up, but before you uh, first pick, uh, you pick one enemy on the battlefield in your hero phase. The bearer and that hero are on the battlefield. Roll a die. Throw is equal to or greater than the number of current battle rounds. Yeah, take some damage. Fine, whatever. Uh, once per battle, at the start of the combat phase, you can pick one hero within three. Roll die on a three up. It cannot be picked. I like Orb of Enchantment. Once per battle. Couldn't win you games. Cool. Uh, add one to save rolls. Nice! There you go. Soulbound Garments. Add one to save rolls. For attacks to target the bearer. Uh, there you go. Your zombie dragon's got plus one save. Nice. Yeah, soul bump. This is clear winner. Like, aw, yeah. Love it. You love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like Sanguine Blur, too. Like, Legion of Blood is going to be, like, zombie dragons with a bunch of skeletons and maybe Neferata, right? It, it seems, it seems cool. Uh, Oubliette Arcana. Uh, once per he enemy hero phase, when an enemy wizard successfully casts a spell within 18 inches of the bearer, that spell is not, and it's not unbound. Before resolving the effect on a 5-up. So if you don't unbind it, you can have a 33.3% chance repeating to maybe unbind it. I'm not wasting my artifact on it. <laughs> not when plus one saves, like right here. Yeah, it seems good. I mean, you can't activate from six inches, though, which is what what keeps me from like loving it. I I like the Van Hell's aspect of it because it's uh, it's not just the Vlasda, right? Sanguine Blur, friendly units that start a pylon move wholly within. Of this general, yeah. So 
it's like you and your unit of like a uh, uh, of uh, graveguard, right? Um, if if it if it allowed you to activate, I'd love it. But as it stands, it's just like, yeah, it's good, it's good. Amulet of Screams. Once for battle, when an enemy wizard successfully casts a spell that is not unbound, you can say that a bearer will use their Amulet of Screams. If you do so, the wizard suffers D3. I actually like it. Push button receive mortals. I actually like it. Um, the wizard goes to cast a spell and then you just kill it when it's like got one or two wounds left. I actually like this. Nice. Nice narrative there, Caleb. Oh, we got Legion of Blood. These are out of order. Alright, Castellay Dynasty. Here's your hot take. L -l Little bit of a Timmy trap. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, there's your hot take. Uh, everyone... I think it's a win, by the way. Uh, so I got I got to caveat this. Uh, I wanted Blood Knights to be great. I didn't want them to be eels. Uh, that was my dream. I'm like, I want them to be great. I don't want them to be eels. Their cost is aggressive. You can play them in any of these uh, sub-allegiances, any of these bloodlines, to pretty solid effect. What they're getting specifically from Castellay... They get from LON too, but now your chaff has a plus one to save on the home on the home field, right? And you can do some tricks with them, bringing them off because they're vampires and their stuff with that's searching for the vampire keyword. Um, it's a little bit more Johnny to take Blood Knights and put them elsewhere. Uh, it's a little bit Timmy to put them in this. That is not to say it's bad, but it is a bit of a Timmy trap because it like the way to play. Soulblight Grave Lords is to run 30 Blood Knights, by the way. It's not the best way to play it. <laughs> like, uh, that's where the Timmy trap. Like, you want to just, like, max out on Blood Knights and run them, and you're going to pick up Castellay Dynasty, and you're going to have a ton of fun. It's not the most competitive build. Uh, Spike wants to prove something. Timmy wants to experience something. Johnny wants to express something. Uh,. <laughs> uh like I think there's a I think there's a, a Timmy Spike build in here and a Timmy Johnny build in here, but And those sculpts look great. I am not yucking anyone's yum. If you want to run 30 Blood Knights and a fucking Vordry and Castle A Dynasty, I cannot say you're doing it wrong. You're kinda doing it right. It just wants you to be aware. L little bit of a Timmy trap going on here. All right. So, um, the shifting keep. Instead of setting up, this was the uh, Castellans of the Crimson Keep, right? Was the the battalion before? Uh, instead of setting up a Castellay Dynasty Blood Knights unit on the battlefield, uh, you can place it to one side and say that it's set up an ambush. So you're ambushing again. Importantly, ambushing and not in the grave, right? Um, at the end of any. Blah, blah blah we know this stuff. 
He ambushed in, wholly within six of the board edge. Um, it's good. It's flexibility. It's it's not great. Ambush is the worst type. I think ambush is the worst type of of uh, the outflank, the uh, the table edge. Um, I think it's the worst type of the the sort of null deployments. Uh, it's good. It's a trick, but um, you know they're move twelve, as I recall. Um, it's 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 good, but I mean it's on your vampire unit, your your main sort of uh, hammer, right? But uh, so now we're gonna get to the the might of of the crimson keep. This is excellent design strategy, De design philosophy. I don't care about the numbers when I talk about like good design. Sometimes I don't give a shit about the, what the numbers say. I love this design. I wanted on my checklist for things for for this book to have vampires drinking blood in a more interesting way than just healing. I got my wish. This is the ability. Each time a friendly Castellay Dynasty Vampire unit destroys an enemy unit, that friendly unit gains the relevant ability below for the rest of the battle. The unit cannot gain the same ability more than once per battle. The enemy was a hero or monster. Bloodied strength. Add one to the damage characteristic of melee weapons. Awesome. Awesome. You know, try to line up, find that hero or the monster. Cool. That poor ass Gorgon is just ruined. Uh, if the enemy unit had a wound characteristic of three or more and was not a hero or monster, stall of vitality. Add one to the wounds characteristic of that unit. This should probably say that unit's war scrolls or something like that. Um, we need we need a little bit of clarification on what it means to add wounds to a thing in a game. Uh, I, I think I know. What happens if your bonus wounds go away? Do you die at the end of it? Or is like, do the bonus wounds, is like it's like false life in Dungeons and Dragons. The false life comes off first and then your real wounds. I would imagine it's like false life. Your, your, your fake wounds come off first and then your real wounds. Well, with smaller tables, it's, you know, it's, it's harder to get away. I, it's, it's not bad. It's the worst type, but that doesn't mean it's bad, right? It's a, it's, it's a spectrum. Uh, Caleb Kane dropping 1,000 RDP, 2,000, 3,000 RDP to remind everyone chat gang ain't none to fuck with. Yes. If you kill all three, you have all three. You can get all three. Um, and then, uh, if the enemy unit had a wounds characteristic of two or less, add two to run and charge rolls. This is the one you're going to get first, basically, right? You're going to, like, kill some idiot chaff and then, like, get your, your, uh, your, your two. I've heard some varying takes on this just from reading Twitter. Um, people want to, like, rearrange them and stuff. And, like, yeah, okay, maybe. Uh, I actually like the plus two run and charge on the killing chaff. And here's why. You almost always kill the chaff first. And that means as the game persists... You have the plus two to run and charge. It just makes you more reliable in murdering. And getting to where you need to go. Once you come on from that outflank position. I think this is very logical. I think the absorbed speed being off of chaff is very, very logical. Like I said, I've heard other opinions. I'm not saying like... This isn't the same as like earlier on when I said someone was wrong for having a different opinion than me. I'm not saying they're wrong this time. I, I understand where some of the... 
I understand where the getting a higher wound characteristic off of killing chaff is more sensical in, in, in a certain context. Like, I understand the arguments for, for reordering these or restructuring these. For my money, though, I'm going to hit the chaff first every time, and then I'm going to want to get into the fight elsewhere. I think killing the chaff and then getting your bonus movement makes a lot of sense. I think this is what I want for speed kills, baby. Um, speed might as well say do an extra, like, two damage. Because you're getting where you need to go on the turn you need to get there. And you're making the charge you need to make. Like. So, so I, I actually like where Absorb Speed is. I can, I'll, I'll hear arguments for these should be different and, and this and that. And again, the, the more logical, the more data, the more interesting the argument, the more I, I might agree or, or, or lead towards other stuff. Um, but as it stands, I do like I do like absorb speed, so I had to I had to plant my flag in that one. I think absorb speed is 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 right where it should be. Um, and again, I love the rule overall, just the design. The numbers could be wrong. Maybe it should be plus two damage instead of one. You know, uh, maybe it should heal instead of give wounds characters. I, I I don't know. I don't care. The numbers could be completely wrong. This is good design space. This is awesome. They're drinking your fucking blood and they're getting cooler for the combat. Yes, yes, yes. I love this. I love this so much. You're telling me I get like a little like, like I'm gonna have little like 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 King Me model versions of like if they kill the right thing, I'm gonna put the huger, swoller vampire on the mount, depending on what they get. I fucking love this. Yeah, I like I said. Like I said, this isn't, um, unlike before when I told people they were wrong for having a different opinion than me, it's, you're not wrong if you have a different opinion on this one. Um, I, 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 I think the most compelling one I've heard is the, uh, is the stolen vitality for murdering Chaff. The thing is, is like, Chaff is also, like, they, they maybe don't have a ton of extra blood, right? Like, I, I don't know. Um, it's very sensical. It, it makes a ton of sense. Kill Chaff, get, get, get more wounds. Makes sense. Um, killing them and getting faster, like, maybe don't call it absorbed speed, call it, like, fucking hyped up. Because, like, they've murdered you, like, they've gone into, like, a frenzy, they weren't trying to get into the next fight. This this name is dumb, but the name doesn't matter. Mechanically speaking, it makes sense to me. I kill Chaff first, and then I want to go and kill the other thing first. I don't need the extra wounds yet, per se. I'm going to pick my next fight, too, right? And then I'm gonna get my bonus wounds. Or go hero hunting. Like, once I've killed your chaff that's trying to stop the thing, and I have more than one unit of things, uh, hopefully I've got my skeletons into motion, because I can keep these off board for turn two and three, if need be. Three is probably too late, but I don't need to put them on turn one. Like, you, you can... You're gonna dictate the pace. You're going to be the aggressor, and I think that that is a great theme. I, tr I touched on it on my zoomed-out view of this book. You get to be the aggressor a lot more with this book than with Legions of Nagash. I think that's very, very important. The the castle up undead style of the book taught a lot of players a lot of bad habits for playing undead. Um, they're still not recovering from it in Ossiarch Bone Reapers, the players that migrated over to Ossiarch Bone Reapers. You need to get your plan of execution and winning into motion when you play undead. 
You're slower. You can't afford to castle. Yeah, they'll never kill you. You'll give up the fewest fucking kill points ever. You'll have a bunch of minor victories. You're not going to win tournaments. You're not going to win games for real that way. I like a lot of these changes. Forcing you to commit and make decisions and play the fucking game of Age of Sigmar. I get it. Some people are really mad that they can't castle up on fucking four overlapping, like, grave sites and just regen ad nauseum. But you should engage and play the game. It's it's not bad. It's not it's not wrong. Alright, man, I wasted a bunch of time on just, like, those two abilities. Uh, begin a bloodshed. After the uh, general made a charge move, you can pick one enemy unit uh, within one inch of this general and roll a dice. On a three up, that unit suffers D3 mortals. Sure. Uh, impact hits are fun. Uh, it's it's not as much impact as other stuff, but hey, they're fun. Uh, at the end of the combat phase, if any wounds or mortal wounds were allocated to this general in that phase, and this general was not slain, you can pick one enemy unit within one inch of them and roll a dice on a two-up and suffers D3. I like that a little bit better. <laughs> I like the cleanup kill. Um, on a two-up, it's more reliable than the three-up. And uh, remember, you, you, you drink the blood when you uh, you kill stuff with your vampires. So, you you heal too. This can be the difference in getting a heal and not getting a heal. Uh, as, as you need it. Uh, so I like this a little bit better. Uh, Alright, uh, later. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. And thanks for all the, the fiery wit tonight. Uh, power in the, in the blood. Uh, if an enemy unit is destroyed within 6 inches of this general, this general gains the relevant ability from Might of the Crimson Creed battle trait. Cool. You get to like level up your uh, uh, your your Vlazda. I actually really like this because your Vlazda gets where it needs to go, and your your Vlazda can cherry pick what to kill for its bonuses. And uh, getting that like blood lance, another plus one damage is sick. Uh, rousing commander once per battle at the start of the combat phase. You can say this general will rouse their warriors uh, if you do so until the end of the phase. Uh, basically. Uh, you, this is a, you know, a push button receive bacon. Uh, your units, your vampires, uh, units wholly within 12 inches, get these first two. This can be your skeletons, right? Oh, no, it says specifically friendly castellay dynasty, so your blood knights and yourself. Uh, you can, you can effectively, like, um, high tide people, right? Like, you've got to push button receive high tide once per game. Uh, with, uh, you know, that unit of... You're, you're setting up the alpha. This is like the giga... The giga strike, right? It's not just alpha. This is the giga strike. Um, Rousing Commander's really cool. Um, I think you're going to see that a lot. Uh, I think this is going to be... I think this is going to be a lot of people's build because they're going to want that, like, push button, like, end it type, type thing going on. Um... Swift and Deadly. You can reroll charge rolls for friendly Castle Dynasty units while they are wholly within 12 inches of this general. Uh, I like this a lot. When you're talking about outflanking your Blood Knights and trying to get them to like land the ability, um, I like this. And keeping in mind that we're going to have ways to get like... Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I like this. I like this a lot. Uh, Craving for the Massacre. This general can run and still charge later in the same turn. It's fine. It's good. It's not bad. Do we have artifacts? Overall, I think you're going to see Rousing Commander a ton. 
I think I like Power in the Blood. I mean, it really depends on the landscape. Are you playing, like, faster, like, knockout punch style games, or are you, you trying to, like, play attrition? And I think the game... I think the army is overall trying to play towards attrition. That being said, combat steroids are precious in this army, because what the book overall is lacking is, like, massive damage multipliers that other armies have. So Rousing Commander might be the might be the way to go. Again, this is one of those things I'd have to internalize. Relics. Sword of the Red Seneschal's metal-ass name. Pick one of the bearer's melee weapons in the combat phase. If any enemy models are slain by the attacks made by the weapon, add one to the wound rolls for attacks made by friendly soul-blood grave lords. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, actually. You kill the thing with your zombie dragon, and your, your blood knights uh, kick ass harder. Or your... You know, Skellingtons or whatever. Uh, subtract one of the casting rolls for enemies. They had this before. It's fine. Whatever. Subtract one casting rolls. You can get, like, a negative two casting roll or three casting roll in this army. Uh, in a couple different ways. Er, you can add them up. It, cool. Uh, it's niche. I usually don't uh, devote a ton to, like, anti-spell casting. It's just not worthy. Uh, Sam, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made with missile weapons that target the bear. Not bad. Uh, keeping in mind, there's another artifact that just gives you plus one to save in this book. And they're like, oh yeah, minus one to get hit by specifically missile weapons is as good as plus one to save. Sure. I mean, because you're going to have Vordry here in this army. And so, like, your Necromancer might be the only one to hold an artifact, so it's got the standard of Crimson Keep, because it's, like, all you can take. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's legit. It's an option. Again, there's, like, a plus one to save just in general in the whole. Uh, and remember, you can't stack penalties to get hit, is the rumor, for 3.0. So, like, I don't know, I think I'd rather have, like, the plus one to save, and then, like, uh, look out, sir. And then, like, yeah, I don't know. Grave Sand Shard. Once per battle at the start of the hero phase, you can say that the bearer will crush their Grave Sand Shard. If you do so, add one to rolls for the Deathless Minions battle trait. Ooh. <laughs> Alright, you can regen an extra thing. Fine. Oh, wait, no. Deathless Minions is, uh,. Deathless Minions is your uh, your death save. So once per battle, you can get a 5-up instead of a 6-up. A Let me double-check that. Hmm. Neat. Neat. Yeah, five up instead of six up. I'm just processing. It's neat. Huh. I mean, if we're going for the Giga Assault, I think the Sword of Red Seneschal's right so far, right? But Grave Sand Shard is neat. It's neat. I I liked um the Asific D item before. 
Um, I, 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 I use this on like fatty blocks of stuff. A five up saving one third versus one sixth is, uh, I mean that it's a it's it's a bigger difference than people realize. Like that, just that that attrition fatty block is just like yeah, nah. I I, I do kind of like that. All right, fragment of the keep. Subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by enemy units within six of the spare. All right, I think I like fragment of the keep. <laughs> and the red casket. Once for battle at the start of your charge phase, you can say the bearer will draw upon the power of the red casket. If you do so, add three to charge rolls. Not bad when you're out flanking, right? It's your castaway. Yeah. It's neat. Alright. Avangori. Or Avangori. Those are artifacts. So this is, uh... This is, uh, you know, Flesh Eater Quartz Light, right? Um, so I think Virkos, the wolves, is probably overall one of the better ones. Uh, you know, I called it the best one, you know, sort of semi-facetiously. I don't think it's going to be the crematorians. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's good stuff. Uh, I think Avengerai is actually pretty legit. Um, I thought that this was at first blush going to be the crematorians. Um... I mean, none of these are the Ivory Host, let's be honest. Um, but, uh, I, I thought this was going to be, like, kind of Garbo. Uh, because it had the coolest sculpt uh, that isn't Radiker. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it, uh, I, I, th I think it's got some juice. Um, I like this. I, I think there's some really cool tricks hiding out in here. Uh, if a Soulblight Gravelord army with an Avangarai Dynasty keyword includes any terror geist or zombie dragons, one of those models has a curse mutation. Choose which model will have the curse mutation. This is like, you know, Mount Trait style-y stuff, which is cool. Pick from the table. Uh, you can choose one additional friendly Avangori uh, Dynasty Terror Geist or Avangori Dynasty Zombie Dragon to have a curse mutation for each War Scroll Battalion in your army. A model cannot have more than one curse mutation. An army may not include duplicates of the same. So we don't have the most fun where you can take the same one a couple times, like you know, flesh your courts can. Um, why, why, why you, why you hate us? Uh, but uh, there's pretty much exactly two, two good ones, and uh, yeah. Uh, Monstrous might subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons that target friendly Evangori terror guys, zombie dragons, and. Uh, vampire monsters unless the attacking unit is a monster this is a good i like this a lot and like i said we can get a minus one to get hit elsewhere in the book so minus one to get hit minus one to get wound not too bad uh on your on your like monster stuff so uh, unstoppable nightmares in the combat phase you can pick one friendly all the things that matter your monsters to unleash its monstrous power if you do so until the end of that phase use the top row on that monster's damage table, regardless of how many wounds it has suffered, the same model cannot benefit from this ability more than once. This is awesome. No ranges. You just get to do this. Awesome. Awesome. Um, command trait. Eye for an eye. If any wounds or mortal wounds are allocated to this general in the combat phase, add one to the damage characteristic of melee weapons used by this general until the end of the phase. 
Cool. Yeah, I'll activate twice and do more damage if you can't blow me up outright. And keep in mind, you have a bunch of regen on all your vampires. Yeah, we won't talk about how uh, how Loki busted uh, War Clans is, but like nobody paid attention to it when it came out because orcs have this like uh, there's just like this like fog around orcs stuff. They were such a joke for so long that people ignored when they got good out of the GHB for that like four month period, and then into their book when they were also good because they were overshadowed by other releases. At the start of the combat phase, you can roll a dice for each enemy unit within three inches of this general. On a five-up, that enemy unit suffers mortal wound and can only attack this general in that phase after this general has already fought in that phase. Cool, it's kind of like a doppelganger cloak uh, in, a, in a cool way. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but one-third of the time... Okay, I'd do it. No, I know you know. I know you know. <laughs> but they're like, they just, they, they just, like, nobody was talking about them. We're, we only just came around to, like, Big Wah is good during the year that, like, didn't happen, 2020. Like, people were like, wait, Big Wah is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are rules I'm going to need to internalize, these three. Because the way that the uh, reroll charge rolls with how, like, one of your models must run and charge, like, actually doesn't feel horrible. Like, torment-driven throws is going to, like, just win you combat phases, though. You know, one and a half of the combat phases you play per game are just going to ruin it's just, it's just gonna ruin your opponent's day and doing plus one damage is like straight good hmm I mean reliability is king whenever you're like looking at stuff like this you can reliably expect to be damaged so therefore you do uh, plus one damage the problem is, is like the melee weapons used by this general, including their mount. So that's the important part. I mean, that's. I feel like eye for an eye is like what I'm leaning toward, but I'd have to internalize playing it. And eye for an eye seems like the better one. Uh, Torment-driven throws is cheeky, and I love it because. Like I said, like one and a half times per game, you're just gonna like ruin somebody's day. I kind of like that. I kind of like that a lot. Each enemy unit too. So like you can lock in on like, what? If you lock in on three enemy units, one of them's not gonna get to activate against your fucking Blazda or whatever. Seems good. Seems good. Sorry, not Vlazda. You're gonna run a Terrorgeist here. Just a straight up Terrorgeist. Seems good. Seems good. 
Alright, let's jump to the curse mutations quick. Maddening Hunger. Once per turn at the start of your combat phase, you can pick one enemy model with one, a wound characteristic of one that is within three inches of the model. If you do so, the enemy is slain, and you can heal one wound allocated to this. I love this. I love Maddening Hunger. Once per turn at the start of the combat phase. So, like, this is on both, right? Like, you know, like, kilt your standard bearer. Yum. Ate your, uh, ate your, uh, your, your, uh, uh, your Mortec guard leader man. Like, nom nom nom. I love this ability. I love this ability. And keep in mind, all your stuff flies and moves fast, so you should theoretically be picking your... You should theoretically have the agency and the target priority when you're playing this army. I actually love this ability. This is great. It's like Swallow Hole. I wish it was two two or less to just really hammer it home. So you'd like totally nom stuff. But but I love this. This is great. This is awesome. This is the kind of shit I want to see. Um, once for battle, this model uh, can run and still charge later in the same turn. Once per battle. You can, you know, do that. And then remember, you can, if you want to, re-roll your charge. So there's some synergy there if you want it. Um... No blood construct. Reroll successful casting rolls for wizards within nine inches of this model. It's not bad. Uh, like I said, there's there's two good ones. Um, I think it's maddening hunger and rerolling charge. Uh, I hear some people like two and three. Um, yeah, fine. Again, this isn't a year wrong situation. Uh, I like this ability because it's super unique and interesting. I'm totally eating your standard bears every time without fail. And I have Hakatos in my OBR army, so my opinion skews towards... If someone's just, like, fucking deleting my Hakatos, there's no roll. There's no nothing. It's just gone. I'm so mad. And uh, I will take an ability that's a little, maybe, more useless. I mean, one in three are the situational ones. Uh, on the jump turn, you can, like, run and charge. Cool. So... And then Artifacts of Power. Once per battle, in your hero phase, you can pick one enemy unit within six inches of the bearer that is visible to them. Roll die. Three up. D6 mortal wounds. Alright, cool. You want some spike damage. Uh, once per battle, at the start of your combat phase, you can say... Of the combat phase, sorry, not yours. Uh, you can say the bearer will don Gorvar's collar. If you do so, you can reroll wound rolls of once. This shit. It's garbage. Horrible. Why even waste printing? Why even waste the ink? Uh, I might as well say once per battle you can high five your opponent and you become best friends. Alright, good night, Dan. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Good to get some good rant and rules in. Right on. Uh, Furious Crown. Once per battle at the start of your charge phase, you can say the bearer will unleash the fury of the crown. If you do so, after the bearer makes a charge move in that phase, you pick one enemy unit within one inch. Uh, you get impact. Uh, you get the good impact hit, though. This can, uh, this can change the com complexion of uh, a combat, so it's not bad. Yeah, I'd probably take the impact hits off of the, like, three up to do D6 mortals. But, I mean, it's... It's a horse apiece, honestly. 
There's going to be people with strong opinions on either of these, and it's like... Honestly, you'd probably take a Realm Artifact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why am I rolling for for the D6 Mortals once a game? I, I don't know. The 5-up? No, the 5-up is fine. Roll a number of dice equal to the charge roll for that charge move. So if you roll a, like, 9 to charge, you're rolling 9 dice. And on the 5s, you're doing, like, you know, like, 2 damage or whatever. It's, it's again, it's a horse apiece. Overall, like, the 3-up into the D6, I think is less damage because you, you gotta make the 3-up. And you can get about... Reliably about two two mortals out of the out of the once per battle charge phase thing and then charge charge phase damage I like a lot better than hero phase damage uh, just because your sequence breaking is effectively and uh, so I want to like charge your 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 chaff screen or um, You can charge into somebody's chaff, and if their screen's too tightly packed, you can put the mortals onto that thing and then fight the chaff. So, I like this a little bit better. There's more tactical versatility. And the middle one should have never been printed. Like, it's shit. So, I, I, I come down with the Furious Crown, I think, is... Impact hits are cool. I, uh, I'm biased towards them, though. I like them. And then, uh, Spell Lores. You know what? I might do a to be continued here. It's twelve thirty. I do have to get up at five thirty. So I know uh, it's been three hours, and I spent like an hour and a half of that just like being mad at YouTube. You know what? We can bang out spell rolls, spell lords. This is the last of the allegiance stuff, and I'll do war scrolls tomorrow. I think that's a good compromise. Let's let's get through these. So, uh, spell lords we already covered. Uh, Locus of Shayish. We're not going to misplay Locus of Shayish. We we hammered that home uh, really hard. Um, spell lords, friendly wizards in the Soulblight Gravelord's army know the Invigorating Aura spell in addition to any other spells they know. Um, I do like this. So this is a little bit of a um. A padding of the uh, Deathly Invocation and keeping us inside of our allegiance a little bit. Uh, Virkos? Uh, I think Virkos is the is is the best one. Uh, I think Virkos is overall the best one. Uh, that gets into a little bit of the, the nuance of, like, the heroes down the line. Uh, but I overall, I, I like Virkos the best. The fact that you can have your, like, wound-scoring general, I think, is is huge. I think there's some nuances to this book that are being overlooked. With, like, multiple gen... Uh, with multiple generals. And a lot of those multiple generals coming with the Virkos keyword. So... Yeah, I, I think this is a, a top of the fat metal. I don't think this is a, uh, you know, a change host, a current KO. Even KO is not, like, really as KOE as I think people give it credit for. They just, they're unwilling to play against ranged armies as much. Um, you know, this isn't, like, 
you know, this isn't like Flesh Eater Court or uh, you know, Flesh Eater Court's at the height of its power. It's not. Um, uh, it's not. You know, it's not Skaven. It's not. It's not any of those like oppressive books. I, I think this is what. Honestly, this is kind of what a book should look like in terms of its power level at release. Uh, there's a variance of builds. There is a best one. Uh, there's always a best one. There's always a best sub-allegiance ability. People who tell you otherwise are lying. Uh, freedom, like, like, choice is an illusion when it comes to balancing sub-allegiance. There's always a best one. The best one can shift temporally depending on your meta, but there is always a best one. It's usually best by noticeable degrees. Um, that being said, you don't feel like an idiot playing these other ones. And that is the sweet spot for me. You're allowed to have a best one. You're allowed to have a greatest one. As long as you never feel like an idiot for not playing the best one. And this book does that. You don't feel like an idiot for, for not playing the best one. I'm, I'm bought in. And now that we're three hours in, I can tell you all my supreme hot take. I'm going to go ahead and actually, like... Uh, stop my music for this. This is how this is how hot this take is. Oh. All right, all right, all right. You ready for this? You're the uh, twenty-five of you still watching. This is the hottest take that I will I will drop tonight. It's not it's not the. Making fun of Ben Shapipo, it's not the being mad at YouTube comments, it's not, uh, you know, telling you to find yourself, it's none of, none of that. The hottest take is, uh, I still like Ossiarch Bone Reapers better. And, uh, and here's the thing. I love vampires. You'll note, sitting behind me, I have my Dracula. Uh, I own vampire cosplay. Uh, I've had a goth phase with black nail polish, long hair, and like coat, cloaks and trench coats and the like. Uh, I uh, I love vampires. Vampires are awesome. Um, but here's the thing. I, you know, I've got my um. You know, got my vampire the masquerade uh, slipcase fifth edition. Uh, sitting over here, I've got my Vampire, uh, the Dark Ages 20th edition sitting over there. I love vampires. Uh, but the thing is, vampires like exist everywhere. I can play vampires in all the different games. I love fucking Castlevania. I can play vampires anything in any different way at all times across all of nerdery. If I want to watch a vampire TV show or anime or, 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 or movie... I have nothing but but a, a a landscape of choices I could make. I only get Ossiac Bone Reapers in Warhammer. It's the only place they exist. It's the only place they exist. Vampires appease a like important part of my psyche, but like even if they don't exist in the, in the tabletop, I'm like, I'm good on vampires. Now, I do think they did them justice in a certain light. We've we've addressed the, the stuff. I We haven't gotten to all the stuff I think they did good. Uh, we, we got to the thing I think they did wrong, which is uh, I needed more hero hammer for my vampires. A lot more hero hammer, and I got a lot more hordes. Um, but uh, honestly, like, I, I, 
Osiric Bone Reapers are still my favorite faction. Like, in fact, I own most of the entire army I would run right now of Soulblight Gravelords. I have four zombie dragons if I really want to do that. You know, I've got a hundred skeletons. I've got 60 zombies somewhere. I've got 50 Graveguard. Like, I've got 10 Black Knights. I've got 10 Blood Knights, but they're uh, converted Dragon Blades or whatever. Um, you know, I've got all a bunch of that stuff. This, um... It moves the needle. I'm very passionate. I'm very hype about it. You know, but I thought that I would be a little bit more like, um, you know, I have to split my mansion in half that I live in, where I'm, I'm like the most blessed man in Age of Sigmar. And, uh, you know, I split my, my, my mansion in half, and half of it's vampire decorated, and the other half is Osiric Bone Reapers. It turns out that, like, uh, you know, it's still the OBR mansion. It's just like, uh, you know, I, I built on a guest house that is vampires. And, like, the guest house is super sweet. It's better than anybody else's house on the block just my guest house it's it's the one with the pool and the jacuzzi and everything um i don't even sully it by being on top of a garage but like obr are just something so uniquely warhammer so uniquely age of sigmar it's got room to breathe as a uh faction as uh as storm knight points out like i'm still waiting for my chariots and archers right you know there is so much in this army that makes me excited. Um, and like, Chiron was, you know, they showed the little like Chiron article today, and I was like, fuck yeah, still got it, you know? Yeah, there, I mean, there's some GA death stuff that like Sam Morgan was running, you know, uh, very recently, you know, with like Catapults and like uh, Song of, or, or uh, uh, you know, Cloak of Shadows. Uh, or Cloak of Mist and Shadows. Uh, you know, there's there's some, like, really cool stuff. Um, I mean, it, it... I don't... This isn't a, this is better, this is worse. It's not, that's not the take. You know, don't misquote me there. But OBR are just... Something about that army just, like, struck this, this, this central core in me. You know, I love that army. I, you know, I'm a big fan. I love this army. I, I don't own the Collector's Edition Osiric Bone Reaper Tome. I had to day zero, rapid refresh, play, uh, you know, take it to the limit from the uh, Scarface soundtrack while I was, like, refreshing my web browser to try and get my limited edition copy of of, uh, of Soulblight Gravelord's Battle Tome. Make no mistake, I'm hyped for this army. I'm in love with this army. But, um... It didn't displace OBR as, like, my favorite army. There's just something about the uniqueness of Ossiarch Bone Reapers that, you know, vampires don't quite touch. They took vampires in the exact direction I wanted, which was high gothic, high horror. They did exactly what I wanted. Like, in terms of the actual vampires as far as sculpts and, like, sort of the, the fluff and the thematics go. Um... They even got Kritza kind of correct. I love Kritza. I, I didn't get to War Scrolls tonight, but like, um, like, I'm a big fan of Kritza. Um, might be the like, you know, if you had like a Rookie of the Year type award. Like, I, I think that's, uh, you know, Kritza falls in there. 
Maybe what could be my thing? I'm sorry. The the mixed death list. Like I I will, and I said before, and I I do hold to this. You know, my the rest of my Age of Sigmar career is you know for fifty sixty years. However, you know, eventually I'll be a robot, and you know, I'll download my consciousness into the Google Bot or whatever, and I'll still be playing Warhammer. But um, you know, for the foreseeable future. I'm basically just going to be playing Ossiac Bone Reapers and fucking Vampires. And I'm just going to, like, play whichever one I I feel, you know, fits my mood or the fits the pack that day. Um, you know, I'm going to, you know, dust off Slanesh every now and then. Uh, maybe Beasts of Chaos. I'm, I love Beasts of Chaos so much, but they're just, they have no attention right now. And I don't have the patience to play 150 models anymore. I'd rather play 50 amazing skeletons and Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Or like... You know, exactly 100 zombies and skeletons in an assortment plus like a bunch of heroes. Yeah. Unbelievable... Thank you for the follow there. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like um, you know that that's my my hottest of hot takes. Um, I was saving it for my show. I I, I came to the conclusion a couple weeks ago, but uh, I was saving it until I had a show to talk about Soul Blight. Um, I mean OBR are just they got the stuff. They just they just. Soul Blight and Vampires are an army for the Andrew who was, who is still very much a part of the Andrew who is. But, but Ossiarch Bone Reapers are like the now and the future. Yeah, Hero Hammer is a lot of fun. I don't know who decided to like put a negative connotation on Hero Hammer. That sucks. Whoever put that shit into the zeitgeist was a was was kind of a monster. <laughs> Hero Hammer is awesome. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you, like intrinsically, you have to have models to score objectives, and there is a inherent value to a bunch of bodies and a bunch of stuff stopping people from moving around the table. So, like, having heroes be awesome, whatever. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Alright, so we're going to finish up with uh, with Lores. And I'm going to head out. So, uh, Invigorating Aura uh, is a little bit of a stopgap to the uh, Deathly Invocation. Uh, it is a nerf, right? Yeah, whoever in 4th Edition Fantasy said that, they're, they're a D-bag. I remember having, like, my, like, sweet vampire guy inside of a unit to duel people and things like that. Um, and it was awesome. But, like, that we've carried a negative connotation for, like, nearly 30 years is kind of outrageous to me. So, Invigorating Order has a casting value of 8 little steep. But you're not supposed to get it off on every wizard you have, which is again why I value Virkos, uh, the wolves, because you're gonna you're gonna double dip on that, 
Uh, add one to the uh, roll for each friendly Soul Blight Gravelord's hero on the battlefield. No range. So for every just hero. Note that they don't need to be a wizard. So your Kritzas and stuff like that are going to uh, amp this up. So re-rolling a, 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 a six or a five looks a lot better. And then uh, if, if successful, uh, pick one friendly Soul Blight Graveyard summonable unit. Such a mouthful. Just It's summonable. Holy within eight in, 18 inches of the caster. So holy within. You can either heal up to three wounds allocated to that unit. Uh, or if no wounds have allocated, uh, you can return a number of slain models to that unit with a combined wounds characteristic of blah. The same unit can't take this more than once. So you're not double tapping. You're really only ever regening like twice on a unit in this army instead of like a million times. Uh, but the fact that you have some like organic summons, I think, compensates. Uh, it gives you a little bit more tactical flexibility too that you can just like plop some wolves on the table or uh, we didn't really get into this yet because we haven't talked war scrolls. Um, it's two steps forward, probably two steps back, honestly. You just, it's just different. It's just different. Um, overall, I think it's healthier that you have more tactical and interesting plays to make than, uh, you know, just like the sort of encouraged castle builds of before where you just like regen 30 fucking skeletons on your four grave sites that are on the home base. Like, I, get rid of that. It was incur it was teaching people to play game Age of Sigmar the bad way. So. Um... Blades of Shayish. Blades of Shayish, this is for your vampires. Um, so your vampire wizards only, and obviously Nagash. So Nagash, uh, I didn't cover this, but Nagash knows both uh, spell lores. Uh, this can't be the reason he's 975 points. Uh, that is ludicrous. Between both spell lores, there's like four great uh, four good spells, two situationally, situationally good spells, and then a bunch of garbage. Uh, there's no way that they're like, oh yeah, he should be... He's unplayable at 880. He needs to go up in points because he casts two more useful spells? Uh, okay. But by the way, he's also now unplayable in Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Just like straight up. Can't play him at 975. Just don't get me wrong. Like, you know, great players out there who are, you know a higher skill curve than other people can still take it and beat you. But we're talking equal skill on the highest tables. Like, you're going to get crushed. He's such a liability at 880, and now it's just like, it's it's laughably bad. Um, you can field him in Soul Blight, though, because you have really cheap and quality battle line. Um, so yeah. Uh, little sidebar on Nagash. Uh, Blades of Shayish. Blades of Shayish has a casting value 5. Cool. Uh, if successfully cast, uh, roll a dice for each enemy unit within 12 inches of the caster. On a 3-up, that unit suffers 1 mortal wound. I guess... You ex you explode O and in your in if you're in melee and, and maybe do a mortal to like a couple units on a 3-up. This didn't even need to be on a 3-up. It could have just been one mortal wound to everything holy within 12 inches, and it would have been fine. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to let would have... Again, we don't talk... I try not to talk would have been too much, but this is... It's... You're not... You're not taking this on on your person that gets to pick one, right? You're, you're not taking it. Uh, Spirit Gale. Spirit Gale has a casting value of five. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit 
within 18, not wholly within, of the caster that is visible to them. Roll 2d6. If the roll is greater than the unit's bravery characteristic. That unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the difference between... Yeah, okay. Uh, Soul Spike. Soul Spike has a casting value of 6. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within 18 inches of the caster that is visible to them. To your next hero phase, if that unit makes a charge move, roll a number of dice equal to the charge. Uh, roll for that unit. For each 4-up, that unit suffers a mortal wound. Yay. And the three that matter. Amethystine Pinions. Uh, Amethystine Pinions has a casting value of 5, so it's cheaper. To, it's easier to cast than before. It's successfully cast until your next hero phase. Add 6 inches to the caster's movement characteristic. As I recall, it was 4 before? Or was it 5 inches before? I can't recall. It was... It was a, a, I've got my battle tome near me. I'm not checking right now. Uh, it wasn't 6 inches before as the takeaway. The same unit cannot benefit from this spell more than once. Oh, so you can't double tap it. Interesting. Why, why would you just decrease the the synergy for whatever? Uh, it's good. Six inches is, like, awesome movement. Like, that's that's a good amount of movement uh, for, like, a casting value five spell that you're re-rolling as Virkos. Like, that's practically guaranteeing, and it is an autocast for Nagash. Um... It's cool. I like it. It's still good. A um, little bit of a nombo, but it's still good. Uh, Vile Transference. Vile Transference has a casting value of 4. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within 6 inches of the caster that is visible to them. Roll a number of dice equal to half that enemy unit's wound characteristic rounding up. Each 6, you can heal one wound. So it does no damage, unlike before. And the word soup is meaningless. I don't know what a unit's wound characteristic is. Unbelievable! Uh, like, you know, clan rats, you know, have a wound characteristic of one on their war scroll. I, I don't know what this means. Even if it means what I hope it means, which is like the total wounds of the unit or something, uh, just healing one for... I mean, it's... This is worse than Slanesh spells that heal you. <laughs> like... Uh, fine, whatever. It, oh, how the mighty have fallen here. Um, wait, no. Mephisto bubble. We're not We're not going to talk about it. And then Amaranthine Orb, one of my favorite, like, also tacky abilities from before. Amaranthine Orb has a casting value of 6. If successfully cast, pick a point. On the battlefield, within 9 inches of the caster that is visible to them... Draw an imaginary straight line between that point and the closest part of the caster's base. Roll a dice for each unit that the model passed across by this line. On a 2-up, it suffers D3. You can't hurt death units. Um, it's good. It's still good. Hey, it's still good. Um, Amaranthine Orb is still pretty great. Pinions is probably your value pick, though. And then maybe Amaranthine Orb. And then people are going to try to get cheeky with some of this other stuff. It's like they changed these just with Nagash in mind and not thinking a actual vampire in the book would have to take them. And so they just, like, nerf them. I'm sensing some Nagash hate. Uh, Lore of Death Mages. These are, like, where your, your money uh, magic still kind of is. Even though your only real Death Mage in the book, beyond the Mortarks and Nagash, are Necromancers. 
So here we are. Overwhelming Dread. Keep in mind, Necromancers are not double casters. One of them pretty much needs to cast that sweet, sweet Van Hell's Dance, McCarb. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, do with that information what you will. Um, Overwhelming Dread has a casting value of 5. Like, it's like they went back in time for this spellcasting technology in Age of Sigmar. When they wrote, like, Age of... I've said this take before. I'm going to recycle it again because some of you are new uh, to this point of the stream. It's like Soulblight Gravelords is the book LON should have been. And Soulblight Gravelords 2.0 is what we should be getting right now with a bunch of, like, stuff that's new and interesting instead of taking old stuff and kind of making it worse. Or leaving it the same but not realizing that the technology has advanced across all of the spellcasting armies. Like, their lore spells aren't good. <laughs> like, there was a time when they were, like they had a few good ones before, and they took the few good ones before, and none of them made it out intact. Like, orb got better, everything else got worse. It's not even Lumineth. Fucking Asiarch Bone Reapers has better fucking lores than this. Like, you look at every lore in that and you go, I know exactly what I would use for all these lore spells for. Like, they don't even hold up to the metric of the most recent death book for, for lore spells. You, you went, not only did you go back in time and recycle, like, copy-paste text from the old, like, the ancient book. It was printed in first edition of Age of Sigmar. From the ancient book. You made them worse. They do, I, I said before, the war scrolls in this book are a lot better. By Vince's own uh, take... He doesn't care about the War Scrolls when it comes to the design of book. He's called this book well-designed. Um, but he separates War Scrolls out from design. And uh, by his own metric, I disagree with him. <laughs> like, like I'm, on the, I'm still arguing with him over, like, Slanesh, basically. For a different reason. Like, the War Scrolls are pretty great overall. All the War Scrolls pretty much got better. <clears throat> But, like, that's... Or, no, it's points are separate. I'm sorry, I'm taking him out of context now, and I'm, I'm changing his words, even. Um, the War Scrolls are good. That's why I consider this book a win, is, like, all the War Scrolls of the actual models and units are pretty good. A lot of the Allegiance ability stuff is kind of feels bad. Um, like I said, they got caught halfway between doing two things. Being LON, trying to do something new, and they didn't do either particularly well. And every time... They tried to be LON again. It just feels like they rounded down and like didn't be interesting. And anytime they did something new, they had this baggage from LON left around their 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 neck. And it's not cool. Overwhelming dread got got worse. Overwhelming dread. Casting value of five. Pick an enemy unit within eighteen inches of the caster that is visible to them. Until your next hero phase, subtract one to hit rolls. Overwhelming Dread used to be minus one to hit, minus one bravery. 
It's called dread. Theoretically, there should be fear in this spell. It's not there. You might as well call it a different spell. Like, it's just, there's... I get some of the negativity on Twitter. They're wrong calling this a bad book. It's not a bad book. It's all the feels bad that people have. Because they took a bunch of your old stuff and they changed it and they just basically only made it worse. And went against the fluff of it all. Like, like overwhelming dread. There's nothing that says dread in, in this to me. When you move the bravery off of it. So why is it... I don't know. Fading Vigor. Fading Vigor casting value of 6. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within 18 inches of cast error that is visible to them. Subtract one from the attacks characteristic of that unit's melee weapons until your next hero phase. This is a good. This is a good spell. Fading Vigor is good. Um, it's good. I mean, this this one stays right in line with the power of the game. The more powerful things are, like, taking off one attack off of stuff is just always good. This is a good spell. This is a great spell, even. I think I like it better than Overwhelming Dread, especially if the rumors about not getting stacking minus ones to hit is true. I th used to say Overwhelming Dread was your number one pick in spells. I think Fading Vigor is your number one now. I mean, you're not going to get to cast it because it's on your Necromancer and they have to cast Van Hells. But if you got a Mortark... Once they're done casting their War Scroll spell, you might cast Fading Vigor. I mean, let's be honest, you probably cast Pinions because it's, it's like, you know, it's somebody else. Anyway, anyway. So, uh, yeah, Fading Vigor is good, though. Um, Spectral Grasp was always techy and sweet before. It's still techy and sweet. You can get people to need to roll like a 20 to charge and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> with some of the stacking movement debuffs. Uh, you can't roll 20 on 2d6, so, uh, suck it, Marauders. <laughs> uh, we found a way to stop Marauders from being great. Alright, good idea, 6. Uh, Prison of Grief. Um. Pardon me. Uh, anytime they move, roll a 5 up, they can't. Um, so that's pylons, that's charges. It doesn't say normal move. Uh, but how they delineate a move might change in 3.0, so we don't know. Um, as as is at, with what, what I know movement to be right now, I actually think Prison of Grief is kind of fun. Kind of cool. It's the um, actually the spell. Anytime they go to move, you're just like, um, actually. It's kind of cool. I like it. Decrepify. Targets heroes only. I think it used to be heroes and monsters. It's still good. Subtract one to wound rolls and one from the damage characteristic. Pretty great. Um, you fading vigor and decrepify something. It's uh, it's useless. You still have enough like buffs sitting around here. Minus one to hit. Minus one to wound and damage. Uh, do minus one damage. If you get enough uh, spell casting sources, you can debuff one or two things so much that they might as well be dead. And uh, that was a common tactic of old of old LON. Is you're just like, I've put my, my two debuffs on that, I'm going to ignore it now. Like, it, it might as well be dead. And I'm going to outscore you because I have hordes. 
So, like, that gameplay is still very much intact within this, and I'd say your hordes got a lot better now. So you're going to debuff something, and you're like, that might as well be dead. And then your hordes are better, so you're going to actually kill them. Or ignore them and kill something else that's a high, that's now a higher priority because you debuffed the thing into oblivion. Uh, holistically, again, the book's good. Uh, it plays together with itself really well. It plays with itself really well. Uh, I'd like to film it. And uh, sorry, only fans of how well this book plays with itself. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there again, f some feels bad, but it's in the bubble. We're not going to talk about it. Decrepify. I like Decrepify. I've always kind of been a bit of a champion for Decrepify. But I did play against Haywo near constantly when I was learning the game. And, you know, he plays Beast Claw Raiders. So, uh, Decrepify, I have an inflated sense of value for it. Soul Harvest. Uh, Soul Harvest has a casting value of 7. Uh, if successfully cast, each enemy unit within 3 inches of the caster suffers D3 mortal wounds. In addition, for each mortal wound inflicted... Uh, Soul Harvest is cool, and it has... I mean, it's good. It's, it's fine. Uh... You do a D3 mortals to like everything within three inches of the caster. A uh, fun little uh, tech piece is you can throw it through a uh, 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 umbral spell portal, and it will do three from the umbral spell portal. A lot of fun with that one. In uh, uh, p throwing um, throwing the uh, the amaranthine orb and soul harvest through uh, <laughs> uh, through uh, uh, spell door or through umbral spell portal was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing is like um, when it all comes together, all you're taking is four dried Manfred and an Acromancer. All you need is one good spell for Manfred, and you're all set. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, I think there's a case for taking uh, uh, Kritza. I know, I know, he's bad, uh, but he is an extra Jenny, and I hear that having extra generals is going to matter in uh, Age of Sigmar 3.0. So, like, you're going to want to stack your generals. You're going to want... Gone is the age of the double Jenny. We live in the age of the Penta Jenny now. Like, you're, you're going you're gonna to be stacking Jennies. I hear tell that having extra generals is going to be kind of essential for uh, your command point generation and stuff. And since the, uh, we haven't done, I'll do War Scrolls tomorrow night. Uh, it's 1am. So, uh, we got through, I didn't want to get through Allegiance abilities and be on a downer. Uh, I, I, I think I caveated my stance on, like, what I'm negative about and why. Uh, if you take all that, like, if you take out people's preconceived notions from LON, like, if you're getting into Age of Sigmar right now, you parachute in. Boom, this is all you know. You have no baggage yourself, personally. You've never played Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Uh, you're going to feel very positive about this book. And you should. Uh, it, it actually has a lot of really intelligent design decisions. There's some Nambos in here. There's some, like, uh, squandered potential. But we can't always gauge something, and we often shouldn't gauge something on what could have been or should have been. we got to gauge it on what we have, what is here, right, before us. What is here before us is a pretty solid book. Um, so far, we haven't even gotten to the War Scrolls. War Scrolls are great. The War Scrolls where, like, it really starts to tie together. You know, I talk about, like, Virkos as being, I think, the winner. Virkos is, 
I think it's overall very strong. Uh, it's because the Virkos heroes. Uh, what Virkos as an army is trying to do uh, is just like, yeah, that's got the stuff. Um, I'd make a case for uh, for even the Str- what used to be the Strigoi, but the, uh, uh, the those are now Flesh Eater Quartz. What is now Flesh Eater Quartz Light, right? The, um, uh, you know, the one with the Lauka Vise uh, sub-faction. Um, I think that that's that's got some really good play. That's got some tricks. It's got like a list in there that I think is going to be a lot of fun for people. And I think you're easily three and two, uh, you know, with lucky matchups, four and one, uh, and with like, you know, playing out of your mind, lucky matchups, you, you, I don't think you're, I don't think it's got five and oh in it, but I, I think four and one contesting best death, which is where I think I, I like to play in that space. Cause I don't want people headhunting me. Um, like that's you know that you know so it's got that in there. I think Knight's got some 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 good builds in it. I think Knight is at first blush overall. I think the stronger, and I haven't done any like Johnny tinkering yet. Uh, I think Legion of Blood. At first, I was kind of like I didn't think Legion of Blood was like very good, but on a sort of second reading tonight, I'm like actually like I can already see some lists for Legion of Blood that I bet you I could do some damage with. In particularly Graveguard. So the cool thing about Graveguard is you can activate them as battle line for any of any of the sub allegiances by just taking a White King. And uh, the White King itself is it's attacks, but what you're doing by by having Graveguard as your battle line in this book, just kind of across some of the sub allegiances, is like pretty terrifying. They're just good. They're straight up good. So there's some, like, really cool things. And again, I haven't even gotten to, like, the War Scrolls yet. Like, you can... You're... This is a really good book at board control. You've got some, like... The, the table's shrunk and you have better board control now. <clears throat> the table's shrunk and you have better board control and teleport. Like, there's... There's some, like... There's some nastiness in here. You're gonna catch people out. But like I said, I, I do think I got on this tirade because I think uh, Jenny's is uh, are going to be important, and there's a lot of language where if you include this in your army, it's it counts as a general in addition to. So you're going to have like four generals in. You can get four generals in Soul Blight pretty handily, you know. Like there's um like without again without even really like bending over backwards, you're gonna uh, you're gonna get your four generals. Um, the Grampire, she counts as a general. She's awesome. She's a double caster. I think she's got a plus one to cast out. out. She's got a plus one to cast as is. She Because you're Virkos, she's re-rolling her cast. She's got a great spell. Um, like, she's got a great spell. She's got two spells. She's got she's got a good spell and a great spell. And then, like, you're, you're not going to cast her lore. Um, <laughs> uh... I mean, there's there's some like really sick tech in here. Um, you know, once you get onto the war scrolls and how they play with like the sub allegiance abilities, that's where like really like the cool stuff is. Again, this is where I feel like the book got caught halfway between two different things, where you're like all the new stuff, the war scroll, all the new war scrolls, all the new war scroll abilities, and all the new allegiance abilities and stuff like that, like the sub allegiance abilities. You're like, oh yeah, there's some really cool shit here, and they're like, why do we have this LON baggage? Just Either make it good or jettison it from the game and give me more of the new stuff. Um, so there's some, like, really cool stuff in here. And even then, like, 
oh no, like decrepify. I, like I've got the pocket decrepify to just like remove a hero from doing damage. Your keeper of secrets. Your, you know, even Archon is like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like there's, there's some good stuff. I, I I wanted to be careful because sometimes I think that, you know, just our tone conveys a lot more meaning. And uh, I didn't want to... A lot of people are coming down on this book on Twitter. It, it's not... Whilst it comes from a place that I understand and am sympathetic to, namely, again, the, you know, the the thing I've, I've I put in the bubble tonight. Like, there's... There's there's some really great stuff. We haven't even gotten to the War Scrolls. Once we get to the War Scrolls, it's just like... There's a couple duds. Uh, my poor Black Knights got it the worst of all, I'm afraid. Um, which is why I, w- I thought Legion of Blood was the worst, but then I realized like how I would turn on Legion of Blood. And I'm like, never mind, it's fine. Uh, the Black Knights are a distraction. Um, but like... Yeah, like Black Knights are a dud. Uh, Lady Annika kind of sucks. Uh, I wish they had made her kind of into the mask. They didn't. Um, or even Sigvald or something like that. Like, uh, But otherwise, like all the new heroes are really good. Um, Vlaz does slap shit still, but they always did. Um, Vordry is a goddamn blender. Uh, will this blend? The answer is yes. Yeah, thank you, uh... Blobfish Alpha. Mm. Well, you caught me on closeout. I was just kind of recapping the night. Um, we're ending at at the basically the allegiance abilities and war scrolls, or, or the allegiance abilities and 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 spell lores. I'm going to do war scrolls tomorrow night. Uh, this just ran long. I got uh, distracted by ranting about you know stuff so uh welcome to the single worst stream uh one guy on youtube has has ever seen uh, i hope you enjoyed uh the show tonight uh, i love talking to soul blight i uh again good book is good um i'm looking forward to it uh i own all the shit already uh to run a, to field a pretty solid army um you know, like, an, I, I, there's a good Neferata build. I think Manfred, again, Manfred, I think, is one of the big... Manfred's a huge winner of a War Scroll um, in this book. Uh, the Grampire, her name, Belladonna, Belladama. Uh, I think she's a big winner. Um, Vordry is a big winner. So those are, like, dare I say S-tier uh, War Scrolls. Uh, and then there's a bunch of A-tiers. I'd have to, like, process a little bit longer... To like really get granular with it all. But um, I think those are all like S tier. Certainly high A tier. You know if we want to get granular a certain way. Um, Neferat is still good. You know. Uh, bottom A tier. Uh, like. Uh, r- radical. Radical the based is A tier, like firmly A tier, but everything you want out of that model. So it's like, it's like it's S tier. Because <laughs> it's everything you want. Yeah, there's there's a... Yeah, there's there's some really there's some really good stuff. We'll get into this. The, uh, Blood Knights, I'm really happy with Blood Knights. Uh, honestly. Uh, they could have made the meals. They didn't. Thank you. Uh, they're, they're good. They have a firm role. Uh, another zoomed out take. Uh, 
regarding the War Scrolls, this is a little teaser for 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 tomorrow night. Um, the War Scrolls overall got better from anything ported in from uh, from LON. The stuff jettisoned from this book, I'm thankful for. Hopefully, the like the things that you're really sore for, the things that you're really missing, get fleshed out in a future Death Army. Like I want to like a dedicated Death Magus Death Army down the line. You know, uh, I've already mentioned this a few times, but uh, think uh, think Clan Molder uh, and or Admac Adeptus Mechanicus from 40k, but with fucking corpses and shit. That would be no machines, just corpses would be so sweet. Um, but yeah, so like every war scroll uh, got deservedly jettisoned from the book, got better, or got a better defined role, and I think that's super important. Like the war scrolls that got worse got a better role, and you know what their role is. So you know that's a win, and the and the new war scrolls are almost universally all like. Good, good to okay, but they're all varying degrees of good to okay with a couple like just absolute winners. So uh, I can't wait to do the War Scrolls. I'll do the War Scrolls tomorrow. I'll recap tonight a little bit for people who missed tonight. Uh, I don't normally self honk, although I've been saying that a lot lately, so I've been doing it a lot more. Uh, but yeah, like if you missed if you missed the whole show tonight, the vod just just click it, just start it over. If you're you know on the other side of the world, it's still daytime or something for you. Or uh, if you made it to this point and you're watching the whole vod tomorrow. Very astute of you. Very smart to watch the VOD of the thing that wasn't live anymore. Um, I'm proud of you. Um, please forgive my righteous indignation at the beginning of the show. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. So. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited. Um, I, I Again, I ordered my limited edition Codex. Or, sorry, Battle Tome. Yeah, um, for a really good, for a really good, um, I haven't seen it all, but I, I, I was clicking through it. I, I explained why I didn't do it, but so I'm just going to keep it short here. Um, Ian and Richie do a really good job, I think, of like characterizing it. Richie comes off as a little humdrum from time to time, but that's just his Liverpool speaking. Uh, you know, uh, he's a great guy. Um, he's got a really, really solid handle on like the competitive aspect of the, of the stuff. Um. So I, I do recommend they just released theirs on like a couple days ago on YouTube. Uh, just 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 playing uh, or just saying a just play uh, podcast. Uh, I, I like them, and uh, of course Rob Symes did a really a really good take. So um, that one I haven't seen at all, but people I trust in Chat Gang have told me it's great, and I trust them. So via the transitive property of chat gang i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna sign off on the endorsement so those two i think are, are gonna put you in a good good place um I, I understand why your friend's down i get it i i know exactly what your friend's friend's down about but uh have some optimism for this book again the war scrolls are really a strength uh there's some really good juice there, there's some sauce we got some sauce in here um and most importantly with like two exceptions in this entire book there is nothing that makes you feel like an idiot for playing it there might be a couple selections where you're like why does this exist but you want to play like the monster mash like monster trucks with wings like making like like 
you know, the like the the engine noises like with your like little fucking uh, vargulfs and shit. Um, yeah, you can do that. You want to run like thirty blood knights? I advise against it. Uh, you know, ten's probably better, but <laughs> ten maybe fifteen. You know, uh, I, I advise against it overall, but uh, but uh, yeah, you can do that, and you're not gonna feel like an idiot. There's the 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 water level of this book overall is a lot higher than some of the books we've seen before. It it never goes into broken, but honestly, I like that. I don't want my book to be broken. I don't want people headhunting me, and I don't want people saying my book is NPE before it even comes out on the internet, before it even comes out in totality. We're still missing artifacts from from for Virkos for crying out loud. Like how, like, yeah, it's 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 a good book, um, and I say some critically, uh, you know, I, I critically analyze it some too, but it's a good book. Um, tell your friend to give it a chance and. Uh, tell your friend to sort through some of the biases that are that are making them uh, come down on it, and, and really try to like separate the bias from from what's going on, because uh, I think there's some good stuff to look forward to. Anyway, uh, sorry, I, I've prattled on enough. I've sort of been going to bed like twice now. You know, Chacking, thanks for hanging out with me. You know, you know this bit. You know the show within the show. I mean, this wasn't a podcast show. This is just a live stream, shooting the shit, talking and reading through some scrolls. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a good time. Thank you. I, I needed the catharsis of just hanging out with uh, with chat gang and, and talking about how cool vampires are. So thanks for doing that for me. I'll catch you all tomorrow night. We'll be back. Uh, it'll be another late evening stream, so look forward to that. Good night, everybody. <laughs>